He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. Do you have to do this whole uh, again? Do you have to do the whole thing again? You ever had deja vu? Do you have to, <laughs> I was so excited the first time. You ever just felt like this is like the second time you've done something? Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, December 20th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Find out how you can get your MBA, feel like you're being paid to do so in the process by visiting business.louisville.edu. We're here from 3.36 until 6 today, <laughs> and then 14.50 a.m., 96.1. Like, like a weird TBS back in the five-minute-after-hour start. Just the, you know, It's how you get viewers hooked. <laughs> Streaming all over the land, you know it better as the Big X. Uh, we've got lots to get to today. Is the, is the, fir- is the original intro going to be on the podcast, too? I, I did actually start two separate recordings. Okay, so, so if you want, they won't I, hear me be like, why are we the only show that has this happen consistently? Uh, I mean, I could add it as like a little bonus. No, you, people don't need to hear me mad. People don't, need, people don't want it. It's, it's holidays. We're five days away from Christmas. Hanukkah's in full swing, for Christ's sake. We are. Well, that's probably the wrong word to use say, that. You might want to choose better words. Hanukkah's in full swing. <laughs> <laughs> Can this go on that podcast, too? Yeah, <laughs> Let's just start all just over. Throw, just take three. <laughs> take three. <laughs> people don't people don't want to hear me being negative and unhappy for the first uh, you know five minutes of the show. I was like, I had no idea. You did let me go, which was nice. A nice little swing. I did like five full minutes of what we're going to talk about, what's happening here, this is going on, the college business read, and then you're like, I'm glad we got this all recorded because we're not on the air. And we now know, at least I, I I'm not going to get mad at you. Because we know who's to blame for this, and it is Scooter Dingus. 100% Scoots' fault. Apparently, Scoots decided... There's, there's one thing... Sabotage! One thing, if you're when you're at the other studio, you, you don't... There, there's there's a pod, a little sliding up and down pod that that that, can, that puts us on the air when we connect to that studio from here. A little, little behind the inside baseball team. Uh-huh. And all you do is just... You don't hit mute, and you don't bring that pod down. You just leave it there. Like if you leave that there, I can go on the I can go I can log into our station at like three in the morning and go live on the air from from my house on my phone and just do like crazy radio. Yeah, which I you may win. I may one do. I'm be like, this is all for the truckers on meth out there riding across sixty five. Yeah, it's all for those that awkward moment for those ladies coming home from the strip club between going home and picking up their kids from the babysitter. This is for you, ladies. You know, I do this is like five in the morning. Have you ever thought about maybe just doing that? Just to see if anybody notices. <laughs> like that weird. As long as I don't curse, I just do just like 
I do like conspiracy radio in a way somewhere. I'm just in there like, have you ever noticed what a chair would look like if your knees were in the back of your legs? What's the famous, um, like the Max Headroom? Remember the, the, the Chicago Takeover signal thing that like has become a conspiracy theory for a long time? Like in the 80s, these people straight up jacked the signals of two big time local stations in Chicago and just like made this like weird. He had a Max, that Max Headroom mask and was like, spiral and he was just like talking for like and like nobody still nobody has any idea how it was done or who did it like that could be you for the radio i don't remember that it's a big story there's a whole bunch of like theories about it i did not know that yeah just you can spend you can lose like a solid night just googling the theories on that read the wikipedia and then go to reddit and see all the different somebody people claim that it was them and all this stuff people claim they know who it was anyway that could be you could be that person of radio guy yeah Except there'd be a very logical explanation because you just laid it all out there on the radio the day before it happened. I call myself like uh, Professor X. That's already been used. Uh, I'd, I'd work on a different name. Static X? That's already probably been used. Can I use something with X in it? Like TK. <laughs> wow. Who is this guy? Wait, wait. There's no way it's really that guy because no one would be stupid enough to use their real name, right? Can I ask you real quickly? <laughs> when we went, so we, we tried to, to start the show normally. It was dead air for people who were trying to stream. After you and I talked for a little bit and I was upset, you we flipped over to national. Who was on the national broadcast that we flipped off? Flipped on. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a roll today. So Thank far. you. Uh, it would have probably been the uh, Fred, Fred, Fred Nation show. Okay, because all anybody has been talking about, whether it's been Twitter on the tech or the tech but line. I think, I think he's out today because I was listening to it on the way in. It's got to be somebody different than usual because yeah. everybody is like, what is up with this guy's voice? Like, people on Twitter, people on the text line are all like, this person sounds like he's about to die of lung cancer. What's going on here? That's usually what they say about me. <laughs> First of all, I'm proud of the of the amount of people that just kept it on the radio station for like 30 minutes with it, despite us not being on air, just waiting for it. They're like, you know, this is nothing new. Not my first rodeo. These guys typically get it figured out in like 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour and a half. So at some point, they're going to come bursting back onto the air. I'll head up into Kroger and get a, grab a few groceries and things. I'll be back in a second. So I'll just listen to what this person is going to talk about. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy's voice. So I, I'm i kind of curious now. I want to hear what this guy's voice sounded like. I, I like I said, I, normally, the guy that normally is on there is, one of them is on there when I was driving in today. The other one was not the normal guy that, that goes by Fred. He did have a little more bass and like raspy in his voice. Whoever it was, people had significant thoughts. Huh. We got lots to get through today. It is what do you think about our voices? game day. Probably bad, but it's okay. Game day for Louisville men's basketball. Tip off at 6 o'clock. Early start time tonight. And folks, prepare yourself. It is an ACC Network Extra night. Find out if you got that ESPN app working. My buddy said it was Scott Farrell was on there. I have no idea, Drew. That's, well, Scott Farrell's a longtime radio guy. Real good dude. No idea. That's, yeah, don't, don't know. I just I got to meet him one between because of Renshaw him and our buddies. So he's he's good. I didn't know that was him on there. That's actually not good because that was when CBS was on. We're not supposed to have CBS airing. Well, <laughs> let's move on. We've got a game tonight, six o'clock. ACC Network Extra game. Cards taking on Lipscomb. Lipscomb is a one point favorite. We'll get into the ins and the outs of that game. We've also got his National Signing Day Eve, early Signing Day Eve. How is that? I mean, it, it's technically they don't call it National Signing Day because it's not the official National Signing Day. But it's basically the new National Signing Day. This is the day when everybody celebrates their classes. This is the day where the bulk of people's signees for the upcoming recruiting class year are locked in. This is the facts day. All that stuff. Uh, we're going to hear from Jeff Brom tomorrow. He's going to have a national radio show 
on our sister station, 970 WGTK, from 6 to 7, recapping the day. And I think we're finding out more about who's going to sign, who may not sign, who's still up in the air. We got some some scuttle on DeAndre Moore that's out there that we'll talk about. And other nonsense to get to. TK, we didn't have a chance to get into this, but how was your Monday evening? Did you watch the Monday night game? What were you up to? You look Again, you do look great today. This is a good TK you know, glow feel, day. Well, I feel kind of a little refreshed. I, I went to bed semi-early. I can tell. I went to bed a little early last night because I, I was. It was like at twelve o'clock, twelve thirty. I thought, I do I want to try to find a movie? And I'm just like scrolling, and I'm, as I'm scrolling through like Netflix, like I go just to movies because I don't want to start a TV show at like twelve o'clock. I figure I want, that's like my time to watch like a good two hour movie, then go to bed, right? So I'm like I'm trying to figure out what I feel like watching, and I go like to Netflix, and as I'm scrolling through these movies, like hundreds and hundreds of movies, I'm thinking like, I've never heard of like ninety five percent of these. Okay. And I don't know, like, it's for someone who, like, used to pride themselves on knowing all the movies. Or, like, they're just making too much crap too quickly and too, it, too, too big a rate. I can't keep up with anything anymore. Like, I'm just going through comedies. And, like, a majority of them, it's not like, it's, it's not like one of those ones you'll see and you go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, that didn't look very good. I don't want to watch that. Or I've already seen it. It's like I've never even heard of half of this stuff. And I get the same thing on HBO. And then I go to Hulu. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just out of touch. I don't know if I'm out of touch. I can or, give you the answer there if you want it. Not when it comes. I shouldn't. There's some things I shouldn't be out of touch with. The movie should be one of them. But nonetheless, to make a long story short, which is probably too too long to begin with, uh, I I just decided, you know what? I'm 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 just gonna call it a night, and I, I ended up crashing around one about twelve thirty. Well, what time did you wake up? Uh, about <laughs> about seven thirty eight to let the dogs out. And whoop, the, whoop. Well, I mean, you know what I'm asking. When, when did you really? When did you get out of bed for oh, good? Twelve thirty. So you get the solid twelve hours of sleep. Yeah, that's, why that's extra time for you though. You had a full like extra hour and a half today. That's why I feel like a little refreshed, I guess. Did yeah. you do like laundry, run some errands, get some shopping done? What 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 do you? How do you? How does TK spend an extra hour and a half in a day that he typically doesn't have? Uh, smoked a few cigarettes, went on Twitter. Okay. Um, and then pretty much just came here. Okay. Didn't uh, didn't didn't really make any errands. I went to the bank yesterday, so I'm pretty much good on that for about two weeks. You're done. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of. I didn't get anything from Christmas today. I didn't get an Amazon Christmas surprise. Yeah, well, that's um, hopefully one will show up tomorrow. But I did get a presence from you. You did. I did. I got my. I got. I got actually some. You got sick and tired of me being the excuse of not wearing Louisville gear. You're like, you know what? You fat excuse laying mf. I'm gonna find you. This is not how the gift exchange went. In fact, those words were not said. It says it on the card. <laughs> those were, there was no card. <laughs> We have to give a shit. For those who don't listen to the show, like Trevor has lamented for a long time the fact that UofL clothing doesn't come in size. Particularly their own get their own shop at GoCard. Yeah, the GoCard shop. Yeah. yeah, he does not like the fact that they don't make sizes enough to fit his um, you know, big boned structure, his, his his more to love structure. All their big and tall stuff is like polo shirts. I'm yeah, not, he doesn't like it. I don't, I'm not so a polo shirt guy. He's constantly wearing Eagle stuff, wrestling stuff, and hockey stuff. So I got to give a shout out. I gotta, it's shameless. You know, these guys, they're not advertisers, but I got to give them a plug. Alan Thomas and the guys over at T-Shirt Hooligan, I was looking at their, you know, they've got new Jeff Brom themed shirts out there. They got the Let's Play Football. They got the Street Fight Between the Whistles. And I'm like, man, TK I would like that. that. Yeah, you got both those. And so I check it out. I'm like, I hope that they make sizes bigger than a lot of these other companies. Like Homefield Apparel does not make sizes that big. And they've got up to 5XL. So I'm like, all right, TK's hooked up. He's got card shirts now for game days. There's no excuses next year to not be rocking the uh, let's play football or the street fight between the whistles. I'll be, I'll be, be ready to go. Now I know that I saw the the, the the style of shirts that I do not want to put these in the dryer. 
These are hang dry. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, as a fat man, you you learn very quickly which shirts you. It, the dryer is not your best friend. I still just put everything in the dryer. Oh it's no, bad. not me. I, I I haven't dried a t-shirt in or a, a, just an upper body clothing piece of clothing in years. Hang dry everything, which kind of sucks because my sweatshirts are a lot of material. It takes like two days for them to dry. <laughs> Like, that's why I have to have, like, five hoodies. Because like, when, I, when I clean one, it's like it's out of commission. It's, it's like you get a better chance of getting a guy in a pitching rotation coming back early. <laughs> you can see in my sweatshirt. T-shirts usually pretty much dry pretty quickly. <laughs> but the sweatshirts take a little longer. Because if I dry them, they shrink. Like, pants, I'm not worried about that. But but, but We don't wear pants, period. Yeah, I mean, well, my, 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 I'm I'm an upper body. I'm, like, kind of like a I'm like a walking apple, like, apple on a, you know, Caramel apple. I got the big, got the big, big bulky upper body and the skinny legs. <laughs> Anyways, I have a very small waist for a man my size. You've got cardinal shirts now. <laughs> I do have to thank you once again. Trevor is the thing that you're the best at that I've discovered. It's not radio. It's not clearly not getting us on the air on time, even though this was Scoots' fault. It's Scoot. buying gifts for my kids. Like you, you knock it out of the park every single time. We went. I went straight from here to the mall. Um, Mary had to take back some stuff, and we had to pick up a few things. And you know, the kids loved it. They they just love like going up and down the escalator and seeing the decorations and stuff. So, Escal- which the mall? Oxmoor. I thought they got. Well, first of all, that's Oxmoor. When you say the mall, you're saying St. Matthews. Well, see, we, we've had this debate before, and and you were wrong about it. Yeah. But the Oxmoor, there are like, two malls. <laughs> but and then one is called Oxmoor, one's called the mall. The point is, Disagree. is that I thought Oxmoor got rid of their second floor. Well, we went in through Von Moor, and Von Moor oh, has they've got a, okay, they have an escalator you, gotcha, and, gotcha. and a second floor. So, after that, we get home. I've got your package. And Virginia's gotten so bad. Like, anytime she sees a, like a gift wrap, she's like, what's that? Like, just doing the whole, like. It's amazing I gift wrapped it, too. I know. They're, they're both in little bags. And yeah. she's like, what's that? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, who's that for? What's that gift for? I'm like, I'm like daddy's friend Trevor from radio. And she, she knows that you give her gifts and that she likes the gifts. That's how she knows you. And she's like, can I open them out? Worse. And I'm like, like, let's ask mommy. I'm like, of course. Like, I'm not going to just leave this out there and then not give them to. So we open the gifts. It's Jack Skellington. You get yeah. a little doll, which she's obsessed with all things Jack Skellington right now. I listen. I pay attention. We, clearly you do, which is great. And you know, it has like a little like hanging thing, like the little string behind it. So Jack Skellington is currently hanging on our front door, which makes us look like the, <laughs> you know, the weird family that gets super into like goth Christmas. But what are we going to do? She, she loves Jack the Skeleton. Uh, and then you got John's all about Elmo right now. He's saying Elmo before he says Mama, and so you got him a little talking Elmo doll. Which right when he opened the box, he's like Mo Elmo Elmo, like just pointing to it, kind of sounding like you when you open. That's that's how he talks right now. There's a lot of bah bah. It sounds like me in the morning waking up looking to grab a Mellow Yellow. It's Mellow Mellow. Yeah. The similarities continue. That's him. He'll say Elmo. He also will say Bath now when he's just like he'll just go into the bath and be like Bath Bath. He's like ready to go. He's done. It's like it's bedtime. Let's get me out of here. But he was very excited. And then Elmo talked. He he lit up, and it was it was very. I'm cute. Glad they liked He's it. also just pointing at stuff now, which is hilarious. Like he'll just like look at me from across the room and just be like slow point, like right at me, like I'm coming for you. I got to do pass credit to my mom for the gift bags though, because I was walking. Gift out bags of, were great. I was walking the house, and it was those were just basically in the same Amazon box I'd received them in, my typical packing fashion. My mom sees me. She goes, "Do you need any gift bags?" And I was like. You know, they're for kids. What the hell? Why not? I didn't wrap yours. Just, I, I, wouldn't I legit had a gift bag that was like. I don't we, think you wrapped last year. And you, I, I don't think I've, I know. I, I think I did at first. Yeah, I think you did put a gift bag. Cause, well, you all gave me some cookies and stuff like last year. I think, in the, I think it came in a little gift bag. Yeah. 
but like I I had a gift bag. We have you know we have Mary keeps like a pile of like gift bags and wrapping paper and you know <laughs> tissue. No, I'm kind of misogynistic, but all women do. Yeah, she has that <laughs> lined up. You know, you know, if I'm doing like birthday stuff, I like I'll throw something in there. And I was getting ready, and I was like, he doesn't care. Like again, what, I'm not gonna waste a bag on on somebody who just does not care about the bag whatsoever. She just used a Kroger bag, which is what I did for for Troy. Yeah, I'm like I'm like he'll almost be offended if I do put this in a bag. I'm just gonna hand it to him. Like, so yeah, so that's how it works. We we're, we're good. We're that's good. How, to go. That's how we handle stuff here at the Big X. That's how Big X works. That's how the Big X rolls. I do like the the first text that I see is Big X Radio on the air sometimes, which is. A solid tagline for the show. That's the reason why you need to tune in each and every day. You never you know what never you're going to get. get. It's the holidays. You know, you know, you not a strong tagline. Not one. I. I, I <laughs> not not one that's going to take us to the top here. But the secret Santa of radio. You never know. You may you may get us. You may get Scott Farrell. You may get Fred Nation. Who knows what you're going to get? You may get nothing. You may get nothing and like it. Somebody may forget. <laughs> Creed Brad. You, you just got it's a it's a box of chocolates. Uh, five zero two. Speaking of the text line, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll take thoughts, questions, comments, and concerns uh, throughout the two hours that we have remaining here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. Again, it's game day. We're getting ready for six o'clock. We'll dive into the Lipscomb talk coming up in hour number two, and then we'll also get into some National Signing Day talk. Not to tease it. Okay. Ner- are you nervous about tonight's game? Yeah. Okay. Good. Not- We're underdogs. <laughs> I know it's Lipscomb, and I know that like in past years, this would be a, are we going to win or are we just going to win by you know fifteen or twenty? But this year, no. If we are a betting underdog against the Lipscomb Bison, and, 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 and you sh- might be like, well, if we're an underdog, then surely this is one of the best teams in mid-major basketball. Oh no, no <laughs> this is a seven and five team that was picked to finish sixth in the Atlantic Sun, and it wasn't like they're coming off like injury. They were they were a barely five hundred team last year as well. They had their worst record. Whole, yeah, they had their worst record in the Atlantic Sun since joining the conference in two thousand three. Last season at seven eleven, they, they, now their star center was hurt for a portion of the year. He's yeah. back, but they're they, they ran with a couple players. Like this sure. is a very average mid to low major team, and they are picked to beat us right now. I so. love how like I did I did click on like your breakdown like your news and notes, and their center I have seen listed anywhere between six seven and six ten on different sites. I've got them at it's six like, seven. It's like you had them at six ten on the uh, Cardinal news and notes. That's the lineup. That, that's their official game. I know, notes. and then and he's that's six, like, seven. Like, what, like what gas station was he walking into to determine how yeah. tall he was? He is he, he is six seven. Having seen them play a little bit, um, I when I looked at six, him seven. too, I was like, this guy looks like six seven, six eight, but he's a beast. He's a, he's a big. I mean, Curry's listed. I don't know what Curry's listed, but he's no more than probably six eight. As he's well. six eight. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're cl- they're similarly. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I mean, it's just. Being underdogs to Western at home is one thing, and not to insult Lipscomb and saying it's just the, the name on the jersey, but to be underdogs now to Lipscomb at home, it's a horse of a different color of insanity. Well, it's not just like like Lipscomb has had good teams in recent years where you. But they're like, not now. Exactly. Like this, it's not just well, we're underdogs to Lipscomb. You're underdogs to a Lipscomb team that has lost to South Dakota, Alabama, A and M, and Tennessee State. I mean, their biggest claim to fame is getting close to Michigan and Notre Dame, right? They played those two teams very close. They did, they, and they beat Belmont, who's always always good. Yeah. So there's that, but this is not again. They're 198 on Ken Palm. That, is Lipscomb in Tennessee? Yes, they're in Nashville. They they are you know by math. A bottom half of the college basketball 363 teams. Like, they are, it's not a good team. They should not be favored to beat us on our home floor. But if you're asking me, am I nervous that that's going to happen? Of course. I mean, we, if th- if this team plays like they did on Saturday, they'll lose tonight. No question about it. Odds are probably good to hit. If this team plays like it has in, I mean, what, like eight of its 10 games, 
nine of its ten games, How many maybe. Games have we played this season? Ten. Nine of the ten. Yeah. There's yeah. only one game we can we we're, we're, we're proud of. Western. I mean, looking back on it, we may have played our second best game of the season against like Wright State when we led for most of that game and just kind of fell apart late. I'd have to go back and watch it. I just tried to. Right, we scored that game. Rice State's terrible at defense, but Lipscomb also terrible at defense. Again, we'll get to all that in, oh, yeah. in, in the second hour coming up. Real quickly, I have I've made a mistake every time I check Twitter. I'm like, oh, is anybody talking about how we're on the air? It's I, I made the mistake of tweeting anything about Kentucky on any day. It doesn't matter if it's complimentary. So Kentucky gets Devin Leary out of the transfer portal. Huge pull, by the way. That's pretty much all I said. You want a hot take? Den- Leary is better than Will Levis. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. I will. I think he's a— You'll know that when Levis bombs in the NFL. So Devin Leary from NC State, he's listed by most services as the number one quarterback in the transfer portal. He goes to Kentucky, makes it official today, and all I do is tweet out, no way to spin it, Devin Leary's a monster get for Kentucky, he's great. Seemingly a, a very innocuous tweet. Like, like, there's nothing just over the top about it. I'm not trying to rivalry. I'm just saying, hey, Kentucky got a good quarterback. You just don't know way to spin it like as if you wanted to spin it in some way. Well, of course. I mean, I'm a Louisville fan. I would oh, love okay. to be like, hey, this guy actually sucks. And you know, you may think you're getting a good player, but he's not. And I, I'm not going to do that. He's he's good. I would love to have him at Louisville. I think he's going to do a good job for Kentucky if he stays healthy. He was great in Rescue Me. Great in Rescue Me. My mentions have been a dumpster fire for the last three hours because you've got UofL fans who like, – I get we all want a rivalry. Like I said, I would love to do nothing more than be like, this guy sucks. And there's a bunch of little fans of my mentions who are like, whatever, he's very average. Or he's, if you want to say he's got injury problems, like that's the concern, then sure. But there's just like people who are just like, he's terrible. He's going to be another average UK quarterback. And I'm like, guys, this man, the last time he was healthy and played against us, he didn't play this year when we beat him. The last time he played against us, Threw for 317 yards with four touchdowns and no interceptions. Like, we can't talk smack. We, we beat him in 2019 when he was a freshman, but we he's good. Over the last two years, he's been one of the more accurate quarterbacks in terms of turn, not turning the ball over, correct? He was the ACC preseason player of the year for a reason this year. Mm-hmm. And, again, if he stays healthy and, you know, you've got Liam Cohen back for Kentucky, hopefully, the you know, for them, their offensive line will be a little bit better. Like, it, it is, on paper, a very good get for them. And now I've got just UofL and UK fans just going at it with the same old tired rivalry. Like everything that you, you can play out the conversation in your mind and it's going to be accurate. You know, UofL fan says he's not that good. UK fan says he's very good. UofL says, fan says, well, you guys lost to Vanderbilt. Will Levis, top 10 quarterback, couldn't even beat them. Well, look at what we've done to you guys, like listing out the scores. That's changed now because we got Jeff Brom. And it's just like, it's that same argument back and forth 75 different times with 75 different groups of people. And I'm like, I don't even know why I ever say anything on Twitter anymore. The older I get, the more I'm like, it's just not worth it. I I just, I don't, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to see if people can hear the radio show. And instead I've got like, (laughs) Will Levis sucked. And it's just like, like, will he beat your ass? I'm like, oh my God. Well, that's changed now. I'm like, can we just stop? What what, what does them signing Larry have to do anything with Will Levis anyway? Great question. <laughs> Great I mean, question. I made the statement where I think he's a better quarterback than Levis, and that's I, I do. I think Levis is a little overrated, but he. I mean, I can't say he's. I can't say he sucks. I mean, he treated us like a stepchild. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to say because he doesn't suck. I just think Leary would be a be, is a better college quarterback. I, I mean, I can see that argument. Yeah. I, I think Levis is going. Doesn't mean Levis is horrible. I, I hate when you say one person is better than the other and automatically. He's terrible. Yeah, you, you're you, saying he's terrible. They can both be good. They, that annoys me like like fingers on a chalkboard when it comes to people. When you I think you can also say like some, like, 
a guy who can be a better college quarterback but not have the NFL appeal. And oh, yeah. like, both those statements can be true. Like, now, I don't think Levis is going to be a good NFL quarterback. He but, might not be, but like I've seen the video. He does have the, yeah, he has he's what got makes, the arm talent. He makes the, he, he has everything that makes the NFL scouts drool. I've seen the video going around of him like throwing in like a closed workout where and like the ball does just like pop out of his hand. Like it, it, it he looks like an NFL quarterback the way that he throws, and certainly he's got that. Everyone's looking for the next Josh Allen. He's got that size. He's got that arm strength. I'm with you in thinking that, and maybe it is just the rivalry clouding my mind. I don't think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. I think any, if anybody takes him in the top 10 this season, they're going to regret it. Please don't do it, Lions. Jared Goff playing really well right now. I don't now. think they were. I think they, they seem Goff to be well, liking man. Goff. Yeah, and you can, grab, you can get a really good defensive lineman probably in that position where they need more than a quarterback. We need the Rams to lose this weekend, by the way, because we got that fourth pick right now. I'm right there with you. they got the Broncos. Uh, we've got the Saints pick. They're right there behind the Rams. Y'all have got the fourth pick right now. I think we've got the fifth or sixth. We got four, yeah, and we play the Broncos this weekend, or the Rams play the Broncos this weekend, which is a huge game for draft order. That loss to freaking Baker Mayfield is going to cost us like a, like Baker Mayfield just takes from me. Like he's not good, but he still just he took he took Lamar's Heisman. He's taken the Lions' top draft he did pick. Stole it. He didn't deserve it. He didn't. Lamar Jackson is a two-time Heisman winner. But anyways, my my mentions are a dumpster fire. The best thing That's is, is that you all land in the top like three, and that way you can trade out and get more picks than somebody who wants that quarterback. Everything's coming up Lions these days. It is. Three, huge game this weekend. I mean, they've got the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. Three winnable games to end the regular season. If they win all three, more likely than not, they're going to be in the playoffs. Who is the Bears, Packers, and who? They play the Panthers this weekend. Panthers are still fighting. Panthers are still fighting. Bears I, are tapping out. They're, we're they're, better than the Packers. They're, they're about to be than done. the Panthers, I mean. And the, well, the Panthers, Panthers are just playing because their defense is solid and the coach is doing a good job, yeah. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, we'll get into the, the, the Louisville Lipscomb talk. We'll also talk about uh, the DeAndre Moore situation. New information has come to light on the DeAndre Moore Ooh. front. It's going to be a game or signing day decision for him. We'll talk about the other guys that Louisville is targeting, what their status is going into tomorrow. All that coming away in hour number two. Keep it locked right here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. Somewhere in the ancient mystic trinity, you get three as a magic number. The past and the present and the future. Faith and hope and charity. Skin and fear and for my life, I was shaking like a leaf on a tree. Cause he was real. All the songs today, something with three in the title. Won't you give me three steps? Give me three steps. Can I ask why? We're gonna win three in a row. Oh, I was thinking more gonna like. Gonna win three, gonna win three in a row, and Lindstrom can't suck it all the way home. I was thinking nice. <laughs> I was thinking this was more about like last weekend with the three games, and I was like, hey, is he just did he have this one saved up and just didn't get to use it? But that, yeah, th- going for a three-game winning streak tonight against Lipscomb Cards. Like initially, I had the the school ro- the school rock song was what originally popped in my head. The three is the magic number. Yeah, I was makes me think of the Gottlieb show because he used to play it on there all the time uh, when I listened down in Western. But I was like, then I was like, oh, this should be easy three. And then when I got like, because I need I do six songs for those who don't know. Like I got like down to four, and I'm like my last time, like I'm kind of stretching here. A little limited. 
like I didn't want to do three time loser by Bonnie Ray because I just didn't feel like the vibes would match. And I didn't want to do two out of three ain't bad because then it makes me feel like we're going to lose and we're going to win two out of three. You're so, right. Had, There's I, levels to this stuff. Yeah, there, it is, it's not as easy as it looks, people. I did just glance at the TV now and saw <laughs> that San Jose State leads Eastern Michigan 13-2 to in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, uh, which is on ESPN2. Uh, and it's the most appropriate Potato Bowl score that I've ever seen. 13-2. to I'm like, how do we get here? I don't care. I don't want to know. That's the way that it's supposed to be. It's being played on a blue field. That's wonderful. I enjoy it. Um, do they do one at the Eastern Washington? Do they host the bowl with the red field? I don't think so. They should. Because they're not an FBS program. Oh, they're not? No, they're lower level. Does that matter? They're FCS. Do you have to be FBS to host? I mean, I mean, I would assume so. It's probably If it's an FCS stadium, it's probably not big enough to host a bowl. I mean, game. the Red Sox aren't a, a Division One program, and they host a bowl. Well, I know, but I'm saying they, they have a stadium big enough to host a game. I'm, I'm guessing an FCS stadium isn't big enough. Something tells me the million people that were at that Fenway Bowl could probably fit Eastern Washington Stadium. Yeah, but you have to have like, – I'm sure there's like a minimum requirement for it in case it does sell out, which is a rarity in bowl games these days. Let me ask you this. I figured the requirement is get a sponsor. Okay, yeah, let me ask you this. Do you have a – Favorite Christmas song or a least favorite Christmas song? Does anything jump out to you? We, I feel like we've been doing this show now for this is the second Christmas we've done. I still don't know a whole lot about your holiday thoughts and traditions. Uh, I'm not a huge Christmas guy. I'm a little bit, but not a whole. Not, I mean, like I, I just didn't even realize Christmas was so close to us until just, the, just like the other day. Sticking up on you? Yeah, I mean, like I was talking to my you know my Arby's guy at the drive thru He's a Niners fan, and he was like, "You got the Cowboys this week." I'm like. No, we got him on Christmas Eve. He's like, yeah, that's this Saturday. Like, you found out that Christmas was this close from an Arby's employee? <laughs> I mean, they got my back. I got theirs. They should make a Hallmark <laughs> movie about this. <laughs> Have you ever seen the stuff they put on Hallmark? They probably do. But uh, Meat Mountain for Christmas. <laughs> wow, well, it sounds like something Rhinestone Plowboy would listen to. Uh, the, the, the two songs that stick out to me most, uh, my favorite's probably Frosty. Okay. Well, I was going to Dumpity dump dump dumpity dump dump. Look at Frostigo. Who doesn't like that? Yeah, I mean, Burl lives. Yeah, fat guy rolling down the hill. Come on, beautiful voice. Uh, the least liked is it's not anything to do with the song as much as it's just listening to it till your ears bleed. Working in the mall for several years during Christmas time. That's Felice Navidad. Oh, I love Felice Navidad. It just it's like you, Virginia's favorite song. And it's nothing against the song. And probably until the fact that I would have to listen to it on loop. At the, at, at the mall when I'm sitting, like, in, especially if I... I can see that. It would and, get old. And the fact it's six minutes long, and it's two verses, and it's just one in English and one in Spanish. Yeah, it's, there's not a lot to That's it. That's all it is. It's Feliz Navidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Feliz, and it's over and over for, like, six... It's just, for those of you unfamiliar with the song. Yeah. I just You just heard it. It's like Lenny Kravitz wrote this at some point. And I'm just sitting there, and, like, you would hear it just play over and over, and just... It, that's the only reason why it just annoys me now. The only reason I bring this up is because I was driving in an hour ago and simply having a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney came on. And <laughs> I don't know if I'm 100% familiar with this song. You, you, come on, man. I, I probably know it. Okay. Simply having oh, a wonderful yeah, okay, Christmas yeah, yeah. time. And I never realized that was Paul McCartney, actually. I've never really had anything, and this is going to offend a lot of people out there, but tis the season to offend. I was really listening to it for maybe the first time in my life, and it really hit me. This is one of the worst songs ever written. <laughs> it kind of made me doubt. It's so bad that I'm like, was Paul McCartney even good? 
have we been have we been overrated? Have you ever seen like a piece of art or like a TV show or movie, like any any pop culture from somebody you really respect, and it's so bad that you're like, was this person actually good? Can somebody who makes something this bad actually create anything that's good? Have I just been mischaracterizing this entire no, I, this person my whole life? I think I think you, were the Beatles really that good? Yeah, that's how I feel after were. listening to simply having a, a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time because the song sounds. Like somebody went to Paul McCartney's house and they're like, dude, you signed this contract six months ago to put out a Christmas banger. You've got to make good on this or you're going to get dropped from your label. It's yes. (laughs) This is how the conversation went down. It's 1145. This song needs to be done by midnight. Can you do this? And he's like, you know what? No delete key. No backspace happening. I can do this in eight minutes. Don't worry about it. There is a line. I had to look this up because I just to make sure that I, I got it right. I mean, the, the lines are very. One of the, the verses going back to like your thumpity thump up is just the choir of children sing their song, ding dong, ding dong, and they just say ding dong for five lines. But he, one of the, the lines that he actually writes is, "The word is out about the town, so lift a glass, oh, and don't look down." No explanation for why this person should not be are looking they on down. A bridge? They, th- it's never talked about. Are, are there gremlins running around their ankles? It feels like Paul McCartney was just like, "Look at this piece of absolute trash that I can write. People are going to eat this up for decades. Watch me do this. This is going to be an inside joke that you and I have together for the rest of our lives." Like, People buy say say say. They'll buy anything. <laughs> He's like, "I'm going to make this as bad as possible just to see what I can get away with here." It's 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 not my least favorite Christmas song because it's catchy. It's fine. It's, it's it's but it's a bad song. It's probably, not the only one. Like if you really, I mean, I know like the last couple of years, like the 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 PC police have broken down the some of the Christmas songs. What was the one that's been getting the the butt of the bad one about like it's cold out? Maybe it's cold outside. I think it's gotten well. It was some harsh. I was before vibes. before cancel culture became a thing. Even as like a kid, I'm like, this is a rapey ass song. Well, this, this sounds terrible. Cancel culture's been around. It just had a different name. It's been around for decades. It also doesn't actually exist. Nobody actually in the gets 80s, canceled. It was called Tipper Gore. I mean, <laughs> we've got a dude coming to the Yum Center next month <laughs> who got caught saying the N word on camera multiple times, and he's still going to sell out the Yum Center. Didn't get canceled. Yeah, I mean, it's so. I mean, it's the. The point is that, that and I want to say was that we were doing KRC last year, year before, and the song like the, 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 they love to make fun of was was the one about the uh, the the the, um, the song that was made for the African kids. Is it even Christmas over there or something? Uh, where Bono says tonight, thank God it's uh, it's not you. Like if you listen to the lyrics, not, it's, it's like, Sam, it's not you. Kind of mean, yeah. It's, like, it's a terrible song. Yeah, it is, and it's supposed to raise money for you. Well, know. tonight, thank God it's them <laughs> instead of you. They finally interviewed him about that like last year or two years ago, and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't really want to sing it. I thought it was I thought it was a bad line." And then they also one that the TJ loves to make fun of is that he's a Dan Folgenberg the song about where he just like meets another old Lang song. Yeah, he meets. Yeah. Yeah, I like that song, but it's song, but it's not, I don't think but, it's a Christmas song. I mean, but like. Some of those songs, you, if you literally break down the lyrics, it's oh, it's a really sad song. It's, it's some stuff you're like, what is this? I mean, but it's also not a Christmas. This is the diehard argument. It's not a Christmas song. It's a song that happens to take place on Christmas Eve. Ooh, yeah. Like that's not the, the the theme of the song is not about Christmas. It's about running into an ex love and like you know spending some time with them and thinking the about what could have been. Count it as Christmas, because I don't hard, think it's a Christmas. Because diehard is not a Christmas movie. So I'm on your side of this, but. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time is a bad song. It's not my le- people who've been listening to me on the radio for long enough. To- I still get people who will tweet me about the Little Drummer Boy because I hate it so much, and it was John Ramsey's favorite Christmas song, like Angela from The Office. Why um, was the Drummer Boy so hated? I just I, it's a bad song. 
But my least favorite Christmas song is still it's generic. But the Christmas shoes is the worst song ever written. The Christmas shoes. Christmas shoes. It was really popular. I think the backlash got it taken. It's not on the radio nearly as much as it used to be like 10, 15 years ago, where it's this little kid is like, I want to buy these shoes. Mom is in going to heaven to meet Jesus. I can't afford them. It's it's it's. it's it's a bad song. That sounds stupid. <laughs> it's not a good song. I want to buy these shoes. The Bono? <laughs> it, 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 same sentiment as the Bono line. It's a bad song. Uh, I wonder why like all the uh, Christmas songs are being dissected lyrically, and they have the right to. And yet the one that was like obvious, everyone still embraces is Wham's Last, Last Christmas, which is the most depressing Christmas song anyway. It really is. And no, no one like everyone's like it's, it's like hey, at least they're being fair. Like, they're being honest about it, maybe. And there are a lot of Christmas everyone songs. Everyone is like, is like embrace that, and it's a it's a catchy song. Don't get me wrong. You and I have talked about how you know politicians will use songs at political rallies where they're clearly not listening to the words. You know, like <laughs> you know, fortunate son. It's like it's like yeah, patriot. It's like no, not Trump, really. Trump using Rage Against the Machine, which is an anti yeah, anti born them. in the USA, not <laughs> the message that you think it is. There are a lot of Christmas songs that when you actually listen to the lyrics. You're like, this is horribly depressing. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'll Be Home for Christmas is a sad-ass song. It's like, if only in my dreams is like the, the final line. People are like, oh, he's coming home for Christmas. No, he's he, not going home for Christmas. Is he actually dead? No, he's just he's not going to make it home. Uh, if, if only in my dreams. Like, not going to be there. Well, I mean, maybe he's Baby, Please Come Home is very catchy. Darling Love is the Queen. I love her so much. It's a sad song. Maybe he's saying he's going to get home at worst only in my dreams. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I like your theory, though. I'm trying to be positive here. I'm trying to give a spin. Like, I can't dice. I don't want to dissect, like, Frosty's lyrics. I mean, yes, they're not. They're not Frosty's pretty straightforward. But it's a, straight, it's a cartoon. It's, it's, about a, it's about a snowman that comes to life. Do I really need to be in-depth on the lyrics of his theme song? You don't. I mean, it's he pretty much gave away all whimsy right there. I mean, it's, It just reminds me of, there's a famous <laughs> clip from when, remember the, the Scooby-Doo movie that came to, where it was like, um... Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, like, I love like, the movie. I love the real life movie. Well, there's, it was great. There's a clip of like Sarah Michelle Geller sitting on the, the the couch, and she's like, "I loved the cartoon growing up, and what I loved about the cartoon was it was equal opportunity. You know, sometimes the boy solved it, sometimes you know Scooby would solve it, sometimes the women solved, it, and it really it was ahead of its time when it came to gender equality. And then it's immediately transitioned to Freddie Prince Jr. It was like it was a talking dog. Like what's what's cooler than that? It's talking dog. It was just like <laughs> the fact they made Scrappy such a buffoon was the. Best I never actually it. saw it. Oh really? No. Oh, it's so great. They made, they just basically just bash Scrappy, and Bell was like, he wasn't even a puppy. He's like thirty eight with a thyroid problem. <laughs> I like Scrappy. Scrappy was so annoying. I liked him when I was a kid. I loved him. I can't believe you've really never seen the real life Scooby Doo reaction movie. No. I mean, I was like in high school. I didn't. I, didn't I guess, but I mean, I was an adult. And I, well, I mean, I guess I was. Watch, I did watch it with my buddy's kids, but who were younger. But even I just guess the Scooby Doo fan, I wanted to watch it's. I mean, it doesn't shy around. You know, it was perfectly cast. I think. I mean, everyone matched perfectly with the characters. It's a good, it's a decent movie. You should check it out. Texas says we hear a, a lot of, of hot take from TK every half, half hour. God, I can't read. We hear hot take TK every half hour, but hot take Mike. I agree, though, that Paul McCartney holiday song sucks. It's bad. Uh, I have to go back. I mean, I, I believe you, though. Yeah. Texas says I share the same sentiments of simply having a wonderful Christmas time. My wife and kids yell all the words at each other to make it worth listening to. That's a nice little tradition. I mean, is it just is it bad that I just don't want to listen to Mariah Carey Christmas songs either? Well, there's only the one, really. I don't want to hear it either. 
Texas, the Pat Oswald Christmas shoes, which I think I first saw on CC, might have made me laugh harder than anything ever. Pat, I don't even remember that. If I put it on the website, I, I forgot it. I, I guess. like Pat Oswald as an actor. Texas, baby, it's cold outside. It's just a nice, wholesome song about a dude trying to pull some wool. <laughs> Did they like remake it and change the lyrics? I mean, you've got to take out the "Say what's in this drink." That's that's the one that gets How you in trouble. A, I mean, that does that. See, that's where your mind is. You could say that and not be dirty about it. Can you? Like, if, if you make me a drink, I, can, I can't ask you what's in this drink. I mean, she's the implication is that her head is spinning. Well, that's because the that's because you're implying the worst in people. I mean, she keep he keeps saying, like, don't, don't leave this house. She keeps saying, I need to leave. Well, he's trying to keep her safe because it's, the roads are horrendous. She's going to wreck and die. And she's obviously been drinking. He's just trying to be a nice man. See, people, you, everybody's got to look for the worst and everything. Be positive. No, that's be Jan. No, there's nothing. There's nothing positive. Baby, it's cold outside. Texas says, "How come they say a child, a child shivers in the cold? Let us bring him silver and gold. Let us bring him silver and gold." Yeah, that's let's, let's, let's give some bleeping metal coins to a baby. That'll warm him right up. That's a great. That's a great point. Is that off the 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 Bono song? Or? No, no, no. That's from. Isn't that from? Do you hear what I hear? A child, a child, well, yeah. shivering in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Talking about the wise men? Yes. They didn't bring silver, though. They brought frankincense. Well, they brought gold and gold, frankincense yeah. and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh, yeah. What is myrrh? I feel like we've looked this up before. <laughs> I think it's a, is it, is it a fragrance like like frankincense? So he's got two, two, two things of perfume and some gold? He got nothing he could use. Clearly. Nobody came with a rattle. I mean, even, even mom, I guess mom could use the gold and myrrh. I mean, if it's, a, if it's a perfume. I mean, she's a single mom now. I mean, I guess she does have. Myrrh is gum resin extracted from a number of small thorny tree species of the genus Comifora. It's resin. Okay. Well, it can help with the pain of birth, I guess. It helps with stomach and intestines. What an awful gift. Was it was that Balthazar? Which one brought that? Whoever brought it. Uh, the best one is the family guy when they show like, them walking. Like, you brought gold? <laughs> Can we just put all our names on it together? No. <laughs> uh, Texas says, same old Lang Syne will have your ass depressed. It's, it's a sad song, but it's a, it's, I think it's a good song. I like Dan Fogelberg. R.I.P. R.I.P. I wonder who's the most, who's the, what's the most positive Christmas song? If you want a, a good Christmas song, from a legendary artist that you know, may be a little bit corny, but good with the times and fun, step into Christmas, Elton John. I mean, is just it, a good song. I don't know, but I mean, most positively, to me, like Rudolph is good. Like it tells you that like he he falls down his luck, but he gets you know it's a, it's a it's like the Rocky of Christmas stories. So I'm not gonna do the whole spiel. Fans of the old radio show, we did this whole spiel on Rudolph every year where we would. Just point out how awful it is for kids, because it is. Wait a Rudolph, like, the characters outside of Rudolph in that show are just like Santa's the worst person alive. His dad is awful. It's terrible. Virginia's been watching Rudolph. She watched Rudolph nonstop. She watches like three times a night now. The only thing that I have a problem with now, outside of like, I mean, they're, they're like, they're like we have to hide the nose. You're terrible. Like, like he, he's the best flyer of any of the the the, the deer, and Santa sees this and he's like. It's a shame, though. He had a great takeoff. We can't use him because of his nose. Like, why not? Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. That's, well, that's that's showing you how you overcome that type of thing, you know, overcome being being different. It, what also says, like, everybody is fine to be terrible to you if you have a nonconformity, unless that nonconformity can benefit them 
That's the lesson in Rudolph. But the thing that really That's bothers me, <laughs> the thing that really bothers me is when UConn, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Rudolph, spoiler alert, when UConn and the Bumble go over the edge, Hermie and Rudolph, they stare over and they're Hermie's like. Hermie's the gay dentist, right? He's not gay. He's he's an elf. Sure, he's, not he's an elf dentist. Until they they stare over the edge, and they're both like, "He's gone! Oh, he's gone!" We've seen over the edge before. They show you—you you can see the bottom, and we know after seeing the whole film that both Yukon and the Bumble are alive because Bumbles bounce. You didn't know that. How are they looking over and seeing that? You know, presumably the mangled body of their friend and this snow beast are down there. It just—it doesn't make any sense. It's it's a loose end that has to be tied up. It's a gigantic hole. It's a big pothole problem. I've got a huge issue. (laughs) Texas says Mike discussing Santa discrimination against reindeer is the content I need. I can go for days on that. (laughs) The Santa's the biggest deal. The elves do that whole song, and it is kind of hilarious though. They finish the whole song, and he just goes, "Hmm, needs work," and leaves. It's incredible. (laughs) He's he's just. (laughs) It's an incredible moment. Are you an anti-Santa guy? The Rudolph Santa, yeah, he's an ass. <laughs> it's like Bobby Petrino Santa. Uh, we got breaking news here. This is good news. People are going to enjoy this. Via Jody Demling, Uh-oh. Louisville Uh-oh. defensive line coach Mark Ivey, who led the defense in the bowl game, uh, fantastic performance against Cincinnati, is going to return. Nice. He's agreed to remain on at Louisville as an on-field defensive assistant for next season. Also, Dion Branch, as expected, also going to return as director of playoff player development and alumni relations. So both guys who led this team in the bowl game win over Cincinnati, they're coming back. Very cool. That's good. I mean, you you you, you were didn't think Ivy would be. Returning. I didn't. I mean, you had every reason not to for your logic, but I'm glad to see you, you were wrong in this. Just like you're wrong about Rudolph. And uh, I'm not wrong back. about Rudolph. He well, the reason I didn't think he was going because I knew that Brahms bringing, bringing his defensive line coach right. from from Purdue, and so Ivy is going to stay. It's going to be in a different role as the on-field defensive assistant. But if you're Brahms watching good. that 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 broadcast and that game, you got to kind of read the room. He's right? a Jeff Brom dude, also. Like the yeah. whole like you know like the players like restraining him, him doing the, the cheer after the game, him like you know breaking stuff over. His, like like he's he's a football guy. He he's a Jeff Brom guy. He fits more in this staff than he did with Scott Satterfield. Yeah, I mean, you don't break the bank or, or let somebody go to, rip, to to keep him that length, but you do want to keep him, and you do what you can to keep him, and that's hopefully what they've done. Yeah, I totally Obviously agree. they've done. Um, Texas, Dion we didn't worry about because we kind of assumed he was. He, yeah, he's yeah. technically a university employee, so you can't you can't get rid of him. You, know, you, you can't get rid of Deion Branch, period, and who would ever want to? Is he on tenure? Tenure? <laughs> Texter says, the holiday song angle puts the Lennon versus McCartney debate to rest. Levin give, Lennon gives you a happy uh, X, war is over, a masterpiece. McCartney, wonderful Christmas time, at best a TV commercial jingle. Yeah, but, but, but Lennon gave us so many other depressing songs that, like, like he was probably do something positive. <laughs> Texas is Nat King Cole, Merry Christmas song, classic. Christmas, the, the Christmas song is my favorite song of all time. Christmas I, song. I have to think about it. Chestnuts roasting oh, yeah, yeah. on an open fire. Like, Nat I, King Cole also. Clearly just, I'm bad with names and songs. Yeah. Like, once you sing it, I'm like, I, I remember it. Nat King Cole's also just the best. I, I guess also I just don't listen. Again, when you spend four, almost five years, five straight Christmases in the mall, or working in retail in general. You're tainted. Like, it's, yeah. Like, I have, like... Blacked out most Christmas music in the last, like, 15 years out of my mind. Texas Rudolph is also dumb. Do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Doesn't seem that famous if you have to tell us who he is. 
<laughs> it's a fair point. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> I get, you know, I, I, like if you want to talk about like, getting nitpicky about stuff, I hate when there's decorations or depictions of Santa in movies, specials, whatever, where they don't have the full eight reindeer or Rudolph in front to make a nine. Like when you've got, even in Rudolph itself, when they take off at the end, it's Rudolph leading six reindeer and it drives me crazy. I'm like, there's eight. We know there's eight. Who, who got left out of the show? Vixen. Can you, can you name all, can you name nine reindeer? reindeer? Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. I'm going to have to, you went too fast for me to even count. I'm assuming, yeah, you got it. Yeah. And then Rudolph. Yeah. The most famous reindeer of all in Kitchen Room. He's not even in the, the actual song. Now, when you sing Rudolph, do you sing it with the additions and the, the kid additions, or do you sing it normally? Well, I, we started teaching Virginia the additions because we both. <laughs> but what did you say? Uh, you'll go down in history. What did you say after that? Like Lincoln. That's what I said. Mary says like George Washington. No, no. And I'm like, you heathen. <laughs> it's like Lincoln. It's like Lincoln, yeah. Where did you? I can tell you didn't grow up in Louisville. Yeah, who does George Washington? Like George Washington. I'm like, get out of here. Those are the kids we beat up what, what, in the playground back in the day. Like, like James Monroe. It's like, what is like James Polk. Yeah. Like kids today are now going to like throw in like Salt Bay or whatever. No. <laughs> no. Like I pulled that reference for you. Texas says Jackson 5, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus version is the worst. I mean, I don't care who sings that song. Just the, the that and like my, grandma got ran over by a reindeer is just. I actually, the Jackson 5 version is catchy but the whole song it never made any sense to me like if you tell me that my wife was kissing another a mythical being let alone a man like i'm not gonna why would you think that i would think that was funny i mean yeah you, why would you think santa being a homewrecker would be hilarious would you tell dad no and if i if i was going to it'd be like hey just so you know mom's a whore you need to get out of this, this marriage right now <laughs> sorry hooking up with some fat dude with a beard like that, if i saw my mom kissing anybody besides my dad i wouldn't be like this is hilarious she's making out with santa i'd be like i'm gonna have two christmases for the rest of my life this is terrible who do i want to live with probably dad since he's not stepping out on mom and I'm, mom is and here's the thing like i know if you hear that song you're like oh come on we all know santa's pop is dead and like if you're a kid listening to that song, you shouldn't have to know that. Like I'm still, I'm still on the like let, exactly, like, exactly. I, it makes no sense. Like, do you still follow the? the Don't play? say do we, we. Okay, people are listening with their kids. We, we know, so we yeah. do it. And and I, I'm I'm the one that's like let the kid learn in school the way I did. Like eventually, some older kid's gonna tell you, let him learn that way. So like, if you're a kid listening to that song, like yeah, that sounds it makes no messed sense. up. Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, I mean, Daddy's getting divorced now. We now have a huge debate on the text line about whether or not it's George Washington or Lincoln in the Rudolph. There's no debate to it. If you say George Washington, you're wrong. Texas says, like Grover Cleveland. Like Grover Cleveland. <laughs> like Calvin Coolidge. Like you just say random. Like friends. Coolidge. Um. <laughs> Woodrow Wilson's name right Texas says, excuse me, but it's you'll go down in history like Elvis. What? Elvis went down on the toilet. What? I mean, no. Get out. Okay. Like it's some, it's some You're kicked point, out. You're, like you're, you're, point, you're off the show. You're, off the, you're blocked from the text line. Like if you're, we can't have a third edition. If you're younger kids, do you start just adding like This is a two-party system. This is a two-party system. Yeah. <laughs> like Jake Paul. No. Like Jake Paul. Can't have it. <laughs> Like Rihanna. <laughs> Texas says Lennon's Christmas song is an anti-religion song. It seems counterproductive. Oh, if it's Lennon, I'm sure it's anti-religion. Uh, Texas says, 
Are we really linked to Sam Hartman, or is it just some made-up rumor on 247? What the hell is this sports questions about? No, no, let's go back to George Washington. <laughs> I like Sam Hartman. <laughs> like Hartman. <laughs> Texas is definitely like George Washington. I grew up in Louisville. Texas, if you say George Washington, you were bullied and didn't have friends. <laughs> the battle lines are clearly drawn I here. you were bullied. You clearly had your head stuck in a toilet until you had to agree. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> Texas says, okay, at least we have some common ground here. Bleep the Elvis guy. Yeah, I mean, The Elvis, Washington and Lincoln seriously? people unite to just just kick the Elvis guy out of here. And why is, why is it going to be Washington and Lincoln? Where, where's Zachary Taylor at in all this? No, we don't care. I went to his elementary school. He's buried here. <laughs> Texas says, Mike, five minutes ago, I'm telling Dad that Mom is a whore. Mike, two minutes ago. Trevor, don't say that. There's children listening. <laughs> well, they can learn. They don't even know what that word means, but they can figure out the other thing. I think they know what that word means nowadays. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's. Uh, we, we talked minimal sports there. The only thing we mentioned was Mark Ivey staying on staff, which is a celebratory thing. We're excited about that. Let's take a break. When we come back, I promise we'll talk a little bit about signing day, the DeAndre Moore buzz that's out there, uh, conflicting reports now going on there between the two scouting services. We'll get into all that stuff and maybe a little bit of Lipscomb talk as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back here. Keep it locked on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Christmas is uniting everybody, bringing everybody together for one holiday season. He's more appropriate in that spot than George Washington. I mean, Lincoln's the most famous president, right? Uh, I think Washington probably still the most famous. Really? President. You think so? I would. I would say so. I would say so. Well, no, that's a close one. We have an official release now from U of L. They have. Uh, yeah, we mentioned Jody Demling was reporting this on Twitter during the break, but U of L has now made it official. Football assistants Mark Ivey and Dion Branch will remain on staff. UofL head coach Jeff Brom announced on Tuesday. Ivey, a four-year coach for the Cardinals, will continue to be a part of the defensive staff next season, while Branch will resume his role as director of player, player development. Um, official release from UofL now. Very good news. I mean, we wanted more positive news for football. We got it. Yep. Good. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh-huh. I was watching King of the Hill last night. Uh, it, probably the toughest fight I ever had in my life. Um, yep. We've got... DeAndre Moore stuff to get to. Tomorrow is early signing day. I think we have a pretty solid idea of who is going to sign with the cards and who's not going to sign with the cards. 
Now, St. John Bosco put out a release yesterday talking about all their various players. They're having a gigantic like assembly ceremony type deal, and they announced, you know, this guy's signing with this place. Some of them had to be decided on there. If you're wondering, they've got Aaron Williams, the star cornerback. They've got him listed as signing with Louisville. They've got um, Pierce Clarkson, the star quarterback, as signing with Louisville. They did not have Jim, Jaleel McClain, who was also in town visiting UVO over the weekend, on the, the release at all. The scouting services all say that was just maybe an oversight. He is supposed to sign with Louisville tomorrow. The one who is we know less about, DeAndre Moore, he's on the release. It's as signing with to be decided. And everybody and their mother now is saying this is a two-horse race between— and He had technically verbally committed to us, though, He right? still is committed to us at the moment. Okay. But this is a two-horse race between us and Texas. And he's visited Texas a couple of times. Maybe the most damning thing about this this recruitment, if you're looking at the, the tea leaves here this late in the process, is that all of his St. John Bosco teammates were in Louisville last weekend while he was visiting Texas. You've got Barton Simmons from Rivals, or on three, one of the two. He's on three. I think uh, on three. Announcing yesterday, he's putting an official crystal ball prediction it's in. Chris Simmons or something like that. Is that who it is? Yeah. Okay, whoever it is. Simmons is the last name. Yeah. He's putting it on record. He's predicting DeAndre Moore to Texas. Now, today, a little bit of scoop. Steve Wiltfong. Double scoop? Yes. Wiltfong from 24-7 Sports. He had you know top stories for signing day. Here's what I'm hearing. And this is what he had to say. He said, the buzz remains strong around Texas being able to flip top receiver DeAndre Moore from Louisville, but Moore talked with the Cardinal staff on Monday and remains in the fold for new head coach Jeff Brom and company. Nice. Look for Moore and the Cardinals to reconvene in the morning. Feel good about the recent 24-7 sports flip. Um, so this is – we've got a shot. Like Jeff Brom, if he loses DeAndre Moore to Texas, it's not going to be for lack of trying. He's got him on the phone. He's calling him multiple times. He's trying to make this happen. It still sounds like we're kind of up against it here. I mean, the smart money has Moore – is, Moore has been flirting for a long time. He's the one commit in this class that has been sort of open about the fact that he may not be as committed as some of the other guys. This – it sounds like Texas, but boy, if you somehow get DeAndre Moore inked on the dotted line tomorrow, that is a massive, huge yeah, early win for on, Jeff. Brown. On the other hand, one of the guys who was seen to be most most set in the way and staying at Louisville was Ruben Owens. He flipped as soon as he could. Yeah, but he still was kind of doing the whole thing where it's like he was going to visit Texas A and M until he got caught visiting Texas A yeah, and M. But didn't he say I'm not visiting anywhere? I have no reason to. Visit he did, him. and then three weeks later was set to visit Texas A and M until it got out, and he's like. He's like, I said I was going to visit, but if it got out, then I was going to cancel the visit. It's like, well, that's not really the, the, reassuring. The point of the story is you, just, you, can, only, you, you can take what, what recruits say with a grain of salt. Whether if they, they, they feel like they're set in stone, you still may not get them. And if they feel floppy, you may still get them. And hopefully in this situation, it is the, uh, the fact that we do still get them. If not, man, Texas is starting to, starting to get, get under my crawl a little bit here. It's been happening. I mean, they, they, they beat us in volleyball. They've, yeah. been, they've been kind of a, a pain in our thorn in our side in basketball recruits. Taking all of our basketball recruits and transfers. I mean, we, by the way, is there any news on Chris Beard? I haven't noticed. Indefinitely suspended. Just That's all he is. He's just waiting mm-hmm. for court case stuff? Okay. I guess. Because, um, like, you know, as, as it is with all cases, it was it was hot for like 24 hours, and now it's been moved on and forgotten about being replaced by Well, there's nothing else to say. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and, and now, I mean, now you got football coming in. I mean, just – Texas. I don't like him. I mean, they took Charlie Strong back in the day. They, yeah, they took. Is this all because we eliminated Reggie Freeman in the tournament? 
Is this all because Eric Johnson hit that three on you? Terry Dantzler. Dantzler hit the big three in that game. Well, now the regular, the regular season game, Johnson hit the three. Johnson Dantzler hit the dagger of the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16 yeah. And Alvin Sims had the big Alvin reverse Sims dunk. Dunking on oh. him, yeah. We didn't have the one we got hurt. Yeah. Is this all about Alvin Sims? Is this, this what is it goes back to? Yeah, is this like the ghost of Tom Penders, who I believe may still be alive? He's still alive. Okay, good. He's still alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm just every time Jake mentions Louisville fan about Devin Leary, he's garbage, and I don't understand the hype at all. But he's I not mean, garbage. He's pretty. I mean, he's is he an NFL quarterback? I don't he's know if he's got a strong enough arm to be an NFL quarterback. But I mean, the guy's just a game managing. He's really a perfect fit for Kentucky, who wants to be a running running team that, and a quarterback that's just not going to turn the ball over. Yeah, I would take Devin Leary yeah. today. He's a perfect fit for that. For what Stoops wants to do there. The point is, Texas sucks. We hate Texas. We hate Texas. They need to go away. They need to leave us alone. Austin's is overrated. Not even, not even, it's like a fake college town. It's not even a real music. Oh, town. I thought you meant the restaurant here in Louisville. I was like, no. well, it hasn't been around in a long time. <laughs> How would I? What am I gonna make my next to Bristol? I mean, what the hell? I was like, I was very, cons- I was like, I was like, where's he going with this? It's now a, uh, it's now a Goodwill. Their orange is ugly. It is. It's not good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's, 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 it's not even like a real city. Like it's, it's, it's like the the forgotten about town amongst San Antonio, Houston, and and, and Dallas. Your um, university fight song is basically "I've been working on the railroad." It is. That's which, embarrassing. Which, by the way, was kind of catchy when uh, when I'd be playing college football game though. Catchy, because <laughs> I'd be like, I know that song. <laughs> it's just I've been working on the railroad. It's like how Maryland State song is "Oh Christmas Tree." Grow up, find it, find a new tune. That SMU used one of those songs too. I think that they have uh, uh, Camp Down David sing this song. Dude, is that theirs? I think that's like SMU. Yeah. Camp Town Races. Camp Town Races. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> always, it's embarrassing. I think of Blazing Saddles when I hear that song. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but it, it sounds like Louisville. For the most part, in good shape with the other commits that they have right now. There shouldn't be much drama there. The two Purdue flips, also Micah Carter tweeted out yesterday, so happy to be home, the Senex product. Uh, it sounds like they're, you know, again, no problems there. It's, it's Have we taken any of Purdue's recruits, or are we just taking Two of them. The, okay, the two thought, that I just talked about. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if those were actual players. Sadiq Clements and Micah Carter. Okay. Clements from Woodford County and Carter from Saint X. I wasn't um, sure if they were already on the roster last year, my bad. Yeah, two, two defensive line players who should be, and I think, Great additions to this class. You feel good about those. So, again, it should be a relatively drama-free day tomorrow. DeAndre Moore, we'll find out what happens there. And drama-free is good for Jeff Brom because I think, look, it was a great class. The fact that Brom is going to hold it together with maybe only three or four departures is a solid win. He's replacing those departures with players from his class. And also, he's already got four big-time transfers locked in for the portal. More to come, hopefully. Oh, it's all coming together. It's looking so far so good. On the, I, I, uh, the, the the Brom week and a half into his stint front. I feel like in 10 years now, we'll end the song of the Rudolph song with, like, Jeff Brom. <laughs> um, Texas says, I'm picturing Brom and Ivy just bashing chairs on each other in the locker room. Can't wait. He's a, he's a perfect fit for the staff. Yeah. Like, he's a he's very much a chair thrower, which is wonderful. Headbutting each other. Texas says, uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line, by the way. They never let Rudolph play in any reindeer games. Like highlight. <laughs> Like highlight, highlight. That's a that's a good one. That was be a- <laughs> Texas Leary is an injury walking in the SEC. Mike looks like you called Goodwin being trouble when he committed to the Cats. I don't know if we call him trouble. He just seems to be not somebody that's comfortable staying in one place at one time too long. Yeah, I don't know that that, that doesn't have to necessarily be trouble. Yeah, that was. I mean, Leary he's, he got injured last year, but I mean, last year was his first injury year, wasn't it? 
I don't know if he had like off and on stuff before Cause, that. Because his first two years he didn't play a lot. Well, one year was COVID, 2020. And the, the year before that was his freshman year, and I thought he was just kind of a split-time quarterback at that time. I mean, could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, this was his first, yeah, big injury. Yeah. He's, yeah, torn pectoral muscle. Ooh, it's, 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 that takes you out for at least a year. Yeah, I mean, he'll be out for the spring. He, yeah, that's that's a, that's a nasty injury. But that's really the only question mark. I mean, when he's healthy, again. Meanwhile, Cody Rhodes wrestled with that. Have you ever seen that video? Yeah, so we've talked about the it. purple chest, yeah. The, I mean, for Louisville fans to act like he's not good, this is a guy who, again, threw for 312 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions against you the last time he was healthy. So we, we, we can't do this thing where we're like, he sucks. And it's like, well, like we get UK football sucks. Well, they beat you four times in a row yeah. pretty badly. Like, we have to, you, you can't make that happen. You, you can't take that stance. Texas says the absurdities in Rudolph are great. Why are Santa's hands so creepy dirty? He does nothing but eat and disparage his minions. Can't they at least let the reindeer live in barns instead of caves? It's pitiful. That's the other thing. Santa lives in a, a castle, and everyone else lives in freaking caves. First I, castle on the left. Matter of fact, the only castle on the left. <laughs> I always never feel like the Island of Misfit Toys, too. Yeah. Like, just because his name's not, just because your name's Charlie, you can't be a jack-in-the-box? And there's nothing wrong with a doll. And wasn't there like a squirt ball that just, they just put jam Squirt's in it? Squirt's jelly, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll just, can't you just put water in me, fixed? <clears throat> you think. I mean. <laughs> you think. Texas says, does TK, I want to know if TK sees the Mark Ivy Triple H comparison that ESPN made, and did you see Triple H retweeting it and agreeing with them? Uh, I did not see the retweet of Triple H. Um, they do look a little bit alike. I mean, they do, yeah. I he, thought it was a little bit of a stretch, but I can brought, see it. He brought up, of course, point. you know, having Triple H having to shave his, his head to, to, to have the look, but. I mean, they look a little bit like the intensities there, so I had no problem with it. I didn't see Triple H agreeing with it, but I like that. I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's yeah, he's pretty all over social media. Texas, says, sorry if I missed it, but is it true that Monty Montgomery is returning? I I didn't know he's eligible. To return, I didn't know. I thought he was out of eligibility. If I'm being perfectly honest, I mean, that's like saying. I mean, there's no way like Mango has any. Momo has any eligibility. Well, Mango too. Mango, yeah. <laughs> get get him back. Mango. Uh, according to, I see this now report, according to Ty Spalding of Rivals, Monty Montgomery will be granted a medical red shirt. Nice. And will return next season. That's huge. That's enormous. Yeah. That would be a big-time deal. Monty did get hurt last year, missed most of the season with that injury after, I think, was it the second or third game. That would be, I mean, to get him for a sixth year. I mean, this really doesn't even bother, like, saying no to these things anymore, do they? Well, they're like, we don't, we're not going to exist in two years anyway. Who yeah. So just, Everybody play. I feel like they're just stamping yes to everything now. Yeah, the rubber stamp. They're good. They're good. I mean, if we get – we've mentioned how much we're losing at the linebacker position. To get him back, now to get Ben Perry back, who entered the transfer portal and then took his name out, that's a, a huge start. You bring Stephen Heron in from Stanford, yep. who you feel like you can plug in and play right away. You're, I mean, you're still losing some key – Yasir Abdullah was one of the best defensive players in the country – it's hard to replace him, but if you can do it by committee, that's going to make things a lot easier. So, again, good start there. We also saw today Dorian Jones, a guy who would have helped us at the linebacker position. He is, as expected, transferring up to Cincinnati. He's going to follow Brian Brown and Scott Satterfield up there. And best of luck to him. That's It's, it's a loss it. that hurts, but to get Monty back, to get Ben Perry back, I think you take that trade. Um, 502-414-1450. Texter says, Catch Me If You Can is a Christmas movie. No, it's not. It's a movie with parts that are set in Christmas. Well, see, that's the whole. That's that's my favorite argument against Die Hard. Like that, it happens during Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. That's see, that's the Christmas has to be a center point of the plot of a movie for it to be a Christmas movie. Agreed, I agree with you. And just being the fact that he happens to be at a Christmas party, I mean, the movie Hook takes place during Christmas. No one considers it a Christmas movie. No, 
Texas George was like the best Beatle Beatle. anyway. Thank you for opening up this debate. I like George. Uh, I still like Paul. I just choose to believe that simply having a Christmas, wonderful Christmas time was written as a joke. I mean, Paul and John are kind of still tied to me. And then George is third, and then Ringo is just Ringo. Ring, poor Ringo. Poor Ringo. Did you ever hear the song? <laughs> um, yeah, trip, I just saw Triple H tweets. This, even I had to do a double take. <laughs> Do you ever? I, I'm asking. This is a dumb question because the answer is going to be no. The song, the rap song from a few years ago by Ray Scrum and uh, Black Beatles. I don't even know if you're making these. Yeah, okay, that's, that's what I thought. Okay. At the end, there's a one. The last line of the song before they get back to the hook for the last time is, "Black Beetle B word, me and Blink are related." And Ringo Starr would fit perfectly into this into the rhythm. Black Beetle, me and Paul McCartney related is what he says. Black Beetle, beat me and Ringo Starr related fits so much, and that's how little everyone thinks of Ringo. His name fits perfectly into the rhythm of the song, but he's like, no, I'm gonna force Paul McCartney in here because I can't say Ringo Starr. Well, that even the rap community won't take won't take on Ringo Starr. That and most rappers just love to force stuff in their well, rhyme nowadays. This one would have worked better. Texture says, like it's Scott. There you go. Evergreen text. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> this guy's last, like, seven texts are all just mean stuff written about Scott Satterfield, which I, I, I can respect. Uh, Texture says, any news on QB transfer? Dave Lackford said it may be a QB on Purdue's roster right now. I hope not. Their backup was another six-year guy. Um, like I said, they did have the, the, the four-star recruit that was a freshman. That's who I – if it's going to be anybody, it would, it would be him who was the yeah. top 20 quarterback in his class, yeah. uh, I would guess. that, But – because he was, he, I think there was talk of him transferring last year, and they talked him into basically staying one more year. You're, you're right. And and now, I mean, that's, I mean, that is a possibility. Texas says Monty and Braden Smith have both applied for medical waivers. They got Monty back today. Just waiting to hear on Braden Smith. Well, Braden Smith will be a big returnee no as well. Way, if Monty gets approved, there's no way Braden wouldn't be approved. Yeah, how, what would that rationale be like? Well. <laughs> and he missed. He missed basically more time than Monty did. Did he not? He got hurt. Like I want to say in the second game as well. Yeah, and then it was out he had the a big first game, and yeah. then he was out the yeah the rest of the year. So I, and Monty, I guess he went out. Did he go out in the Central Florida game, or was I thinking somebody else? I think you're. No, I think that's right. And that was been the third or fourth game. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Braden. Yeah, I would love to bring Braden. I think he's another one that would just relish to be in this offense. Texas, uh, The Shining is a quintessential Christmas movie. <laughs> Thank you. Takes place during the holidays. Texas, the Misfit King, uh, Misfit Toy King, lives in a huge palace while all the Misfit toys are crammed in that tiny house that Rudolph leaves the <laughs> Rudolph leaves the door wide open during a blizzard. Yeah, well, he's King Moonbeam is the the line. I just like when <laughs> either you've watched this that oh, recently. I, I tell you, Virginia you, watches you, it tw- you two or three times every night. I would have never remembered the name of King Moonbeam. Oh, she's obsessed with it. But he, I mean, also the way similar to the Santa where they finish the song, he's like, "Hmm, needs work." Like Rudolph and Gummy, they they make their plea. They're like, "We've been cast out." From Christmas Town, we've got nowhere to go. This gigantic carnivorous monster is chasing us, trying to eat us on a daily basis. We've got no you have all this space. Can we stay? And he just goes, No, that wouldn't be possible because you're not toys. It's like, well, this is horrible. You gotta draw a line somewhere, man. And then they only let them stay for a single night because Rudolph promises if he ever goes back, he'll tell Santa about them and maybe he'll go. Everybody in this movie is a horrible person. Slash toy. They're all so beyond selfish. The, the, the lessons that we're teaching to our kids from this. this I mean, my child's going to grow up to be an a-hole because of this. Because she's obsessed with, yeah, with watching Yeah, but we grew up watching it. And we, 
one of us turned out okay. That's yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't want to dive into which one it is. Yeah, I'm not either. You know, her feelings. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's just the it awful life lessons. Texas have Paul McCartney and Art Carmody ever been in the same room? They do look eerily similar. Do they look like same haircut? Yeah. Same haircut? Well, I've had a Beatles haircut. I wouldn't call myself George. They look a lot alike. Your boy stays there, chimed in. Oh, good lord. He says top five Christmas movies National well, Lampoon, actually... Christmas Vacation, Bad Santa, Home Alone 1 and 2. You can't combine that to, to one entry, stays there. He says Love Actually at four and The Night Before Christmas with Seth Rogen at five. Uh, he loves Love Actually. He's obsessed. I with like it. Love Actually. I've never, I've never watched it. I don't, it's a Hugh Grant thing, maybe. I did. And I did watch one Hugh Grant movie you suggested, and it didn't work out too well. So I can't believe you don't like none of him. I, I did like the the kicker from Replacements in that movie, but for the yeah. most part, um, yeah, you can't lump Home Alone one and two together. That's not right. Love Actually, I've never watched. I've not, the Christmas movie with Seth Rogen. I don't. I don't even think I ever watched that. I don't know. I don't know what that is. What else was on that list? Um, National Lampoon. That's number one. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what he's easy got. to say. Number one. Texas' most attractive Xmas movie mom, Donna Reed, and It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, she's gorgeous. I do like Donna Reed. And I, wanted, see, I would watch Donna Reed as a kid on, on black and white. Her and her and like Patty Duke I always had a kind of early thing for. Uh says there says Mickey Blue Eyes is awesome. I don't even know if that Mickey, is either. Is that like Chris Catan or something? Who knows? Texas do we know why Ivy didn't follow Sat Cincy? We don't, but we can make something up. Well he's He hated secretly hated him all this time. He's, I mean, he wanted to pedigree him. I mean, he stayed, well, he stayed here to be a coach. I mean, he, he was going to go, and then he heard from all the players. And he's a player's coach. And all the yeah. players were like, F this dude. We don't like him. He was terrible. You're the reason why we did what we did this season, not Satterfield. Please stay. And he was like, I can't, I can't disagree with that. They all just started humming Chicago. Like, That's you're verbatim. The reason in our life. You're our inspiration. They all showed up at Jeff Brom's office and put their jerseys down like Rudy. And they were like, for Mark. You ever wonder who actually got set for that game? Like everyone puts their goes in there and puts their jersey down, but one of them literally did get kicked off the roster for the game. Well, it also didn't really happen. <laughs> that part of the movie was made up. I mean, I always wondered who actually did get booted. Like they all did it. They're like, we were a team. And like, all right, congratulations, Drew's gonna play. Johnson, you're out. He's like, oh damn it. <laughs> Texas says Trevor has ruined my brain. Devin Leary has turned into Dennis Leary every time I read it. Oh, same. Th- there are things that you do now where, like, De- and Devin Leary is definitely one of them. Where I'm like, damn it, like, I, I, like Trevor, like just got in my head. Like I know I say it wrong, or I think of it wrong, or I start r- typing it wrong. I'm giving up even trying to just separate the two. I'm just calling him Dennis the rest of the time. You're a disease. And now that he's in Kentucky. This is like, and I like Dennis Leary. This is like. It's like being happy watching him doing the ref, and now I'm watching him do two if I see. Texas, or Dumbo Drop or another bad Dennis Leary movie. Texas says, does AEW have a Christmas theme tomorrow? Trevor would know. I wouldn't know. Uh, Probably. They probably will. Death I, Christmas. <laughs> Winter's Coming was the last show. Red Christmas. I don't know. what this, They'll probably have like a Christmas theme, like Goofy Match or something, where you know, someone will get hit in the head with a present or something. Krampus. Krampus has become a big deal. Krampus has come out of something that I didn't know Isn't anything about. Is that the horror about movie? Until, no, well, it is, but Krampus is a like an Eastern European legend that he was like the, 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 the opposite of Santa, the anti-Santa. He would, you know, Santa would give presents to the good kids. Like the future on the Santa. And, I don't know. And Krampus would beat the bad kids. That was how it went. 
He would do what with the good kids, though? He would Santa would bring presents to the good kids, okay. and Krampus would beat the bad kids. Well, that don't sound too bad. Well, that's, yeah, but like I feel like I'd, I I'd never bad. heard about Krampus growing up, and now Krampus is everywhere. Oh, I didn't hear about it until that movie came out like four or five years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, it's beca- he's become a big thing. I mean, other than that, I wouldn't know. And why is it with the uh, with, with Jim from uh, Stranger Things breaking into the movies with one of the worst Christmas movies? I mean, a Santa that goes around. I'm not going to watch it. I watched Santa with muscles throwing Hulk Hogan before I watched that crap. Texas says, watching Rudolph last night, a family uh, gradio meters, I theorized the misfit doll must be a lesbian. The biggest clue, Charlie in the Box, was obviously not ostracized because of his name. I actually, We looked this up. So the, the doll, there's nothing wrong with her. And we looked it up. Arthur Rankin Jr., the guy who made the show, he said she was there because she had chronic depression based on being cast aside. These are his words, not mine. In 2006, he said... She suffered from depression because she wasn't loved enough by the child, and that's how she ended up on the island, which nobody watching that show could have like, like come to that conclusion. When did nobody Rudolph, could have found when did that Rudolph out. When get made? In the 60s. It was like 60s, 60s, No one paid attention to chronic depression in the 60s. Arthur Rankin did. Nobody. He knew. But that's the, that's the problem with the doll, according to the maker of the show. It makes no sense no, based on like yeah. the, the other ones. Everyone else I don't is even very the obvious. Doll you're talking about. I'm kind of. I'm What's the only doll on the island? Yeah, I forget. I just remember. I just always just remember Charlie in the box. Oh, Charlie in the box. <laughs> and anytime I like make a joke, I'm like, "Is that a place like a Charlie in a box?" Let me guess your name, Jack. No, it's Charlie. <laughs> like Can you just change his name? Go back and be a president. <laughs> You'd think. <laughs> Texas, if we don't win tonight, I blame it on y'all for not being in the OG studio. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, cra- and, and we had the problems to already start the show. I kind of forgot about that. That was the sign uh, right there. That that was that was that was the the, the the sports gods telling you, hey, you weren't supposed to be there right now. You're supposed to have been up in Indiana anyway. Texas, Mike, are you saying Clarice is awful too? Oh no, you know how I feel about Clarice from Sansa Lambs. No, from Rudolph. Oh. <laughs> Chris is a babe. I stand by it. Uh, we got to go to break when we come back. Five o'clock hours up next. We'll talk Louisville Lipscomb. Maybe a couple of scattered thoughts on football. Hopefully less Rudolph talk, but no promises. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. You once, twice, three times a lady. All right, final hour here of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Hour away, less than an hour away now from tip-off between Louisville and Lipscomb at the KFC Yum Center. Rare 6 p.m. weeknight tip-off for the Cards. They look to win their third straight and continue, I don't want to say like they, the hot streak, but look, we've won two in a row. That's Three in a row is a hot streak. Three in a row is a hot streak yeah. going into the start of ACC play slash Kentucky. Uh, and tonight... Taking on a Lipscomb Bison team that not, I don't think they get mad in their game notes. The Bisons, not the Bison, like North Dakota State. They are the Bisons. 
So it's plural, not singular. Correct. They are seven and five this season. Is the bison a plural term anyway? Yes. No S. Yes. They are the Bisons. So they're poor on top of Lipscomb them. is a one-point favorite in this game, despite, again, being 7-5, and five, not having an overly impressive resume. It's more about Louisville than it is about uh, Lipscomb. The, 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 the Bisons, 7-5, and five, they've played two Power 5 opponents pretty close. Notre Dame, they should have won uh, early in the season. They, they lost by one point. They had that game pretty much locked down and kind of collapsed a little bit late. And then most recently on Saturday, they played Michigan uh, in Ann Arbor and played a very competitive game, ended up losing by eight, but they were in that game pretty much the entire time. They do have a a good win over Belmont back at the beginning of the season uh, on a last-second shot. They have bad losses to Alabama A&M and Tennessee State, as well as a not not a great loss to South Dakota as well. So, again, this is a, a Lipscomb team that, there's no reason for them to come into the Yum Center and be favored to beat us because they're not a great mid to low major team. We've already lost to one middle of the pack Atlantic Sun team in Bellarmine, at least as according to their preseason poll. Bellarmine was picked to finish seventh in the A Sun going into this year. Lipscomb was picked to finish sixth. Uh, they were just 7 11 in conference play last year. They do, if you're looking at what they do well, what may, you know, be a problem for us tonight, they're a, a good offensive team. Their head coach, uh, Eddie Acuff, is kind of known, Lenny Acuff, is known for being like this sort of John Beeline of the low to mid-major. He runs a Princeton-style offense, a lot of cutting, a lot of moving. That's, yeah. He does Beeline stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's of the pace and space belief. They are very good at creating open looks, and they are a very good outside shooting team. Um, their second-leading scorer, Will Pruitt, who's back, is coming off of a game where he scored 27 points against Michigan. He's also shooting 51.3% from three. They've got three guys that can really knock down the outside shot. And we've seen with Louisville so far this season, they struggle to locate outside shooters to, to find the one guy that you don't want in a catch-and-shoot situation. Uh, they struggle to locate him and come out and, and contest that outside shot. they got a bunch of 6'3 guys. Uh, one of those 6'3 players is Darren Boyd who is a a native of Kentucky, played at Georgetown College at the NAI level, uh, has been good for them since transferring up to D1. But their best player is their center. Uh, We mentioned this earlier in the show. He's a three-time all-conference player, Hassan uh, Asabdullah, who— I wanted you to pronounce it first to piggyback on that. They run their offense through him. He's a a really good passer for his size. He was fourth in the country in assist rate. His offensive numbers are down significantly this year. No, but he's a really smart player. And, look, we've struggled with cutting offenses, mm-hmm. offenses that with this constant motion where you've got really good passers, and you've got a lot of guys that have been in ACUF system now for multiple years. They know how to run this. They know what they're doing. This is a, a dangerous team for that reason. Now, if you're, that's kind of the bad. If you're looking for the good reasons to believe that Louisville can pull off its third straight win tonight, they're a bad defensive team. They were a, a bad defensive team last year. It's the main reason why they only they, they finished 7-11, their worst record in the A-Sun since joining the conference almost 20 years ago. They don't defend the three well. They were It was their their biggest flaw last season. This year, they're 316th in the country in perimeter defense. Um, they're not great at defending inside either. They have a lack of size. They're not quite as small as Florida A&M was, but they should, 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 should struggle to defend our front court if Sidney Curry is once again motivated and Brandon Huntley-Hatfield is playing well. My point is we're going to get open outside shots. The question becomes, do we shoot it like we shot it against Western Kentucky? Do we shoot it like we shot it against Florida A&M and pretty much everybody besides Western Kentucky and Florida State? Like we're, We should get open looks tonight. We have to take advantage. If we do, very good chance of winning three in a row. If we don't, probably staring at a 
two and ten record tomorrow. I mean, the, the one of the big things that worries me, and, and you nailed everything. Even though I don't think Pruitt's he's shooting fifty one percent, but he's also only taking like two and a half threes a game. He I was, mean, but he's taking a lot more recently. Yeah, he takes like I think eight two pointers a game. He's he's a guy that's going to get in the lane, and, and and that's something that we're good at defending as well. But they also, outside of their big man, pretty much run like a four or five guard rotation at you. They yeah. come deep at you with different guards. Uh, and other guys like Benham and, and McGinnis are the ones that kind of take the most threes on their team, and they will probably chuck it tonight. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, Pruitt was 5 of 10 from three against Michigan. Was he? I'm trying to Hey, he took a lot of threes then. Uh, he's I think, taken I think four, he's only taken like 30 all year. <laughs> uh, no, he's taken four or more in each of their last three games. Okay, so he's been a little more hot outside. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy, when you watch it too, like I watched some, like some clips on him, he's a guy that's going to get, they like to cut and get the ball to him. For sure. He's going to get, and like I said, I mean, we, we had trouble stopping Bellerman guards or pretty much any guard for that matter of fact, especially when he put us in a pick and roll. And what worries me about that is that's getting us in foul trouble as much as any other than just, as much as giving up open shots, which makes me pee myself a little bit just scared of thinking about. But, you know, it's the fact that we're going to get in foul trouble because we've got to, you mentioned our big guy. I mean, this is a, Matchup, and they have another the guy that I can't remember how to pronounce his name. He's been like he leads them in scoring because he got so hot early in the season. But it's like six seven six eight guy. But outside those two, oh, Ignatovich or yeah, whatever, he, he was their leading scorer last year at this point in the season too, and he really cooled off late. And he hasn't been as good recently. Like, I looked at this, yeah, like, when I looked at his game log. Like the first four or five games, he dropped like thirty each. Yeah, exactly. And since then, he's been pretty much quiet. He's he scored single digits three of their last yeah. four games, but he's but, a good player. But he does bring in this again. But him and their center are the only ones they have really over six foot three that they're going to use for the most part. They have a couple bigger guys that don't play. But so this is a game where I mean, I, I, I don't know, I pushed this. Or you got if you're Mike James, you got to you know be able to get in that lane and yeah. Brandon Huntley have to get the ball, you know obviously Curry. I mean we need to be able to get in the lane because like you said like us they don't block a lot of shots. No, um, they're not going to be one that's like really intimidating. And if you're Louisville, just I mean just play fast but not oh, don't play out of out of, out of control. I think it was is that a John Wooden speech or something? Play in control, but play fast, but in control, or something like that. Because I mean, if you can keep the turnovers, this team I don't think forces a lot of turnovers. They don't force many, and they play at a fairly up tempo. Yeah, pace. and if they not, if we can keep our turnovers low, God help us. I know I'm going to say this probably every game. Then Louisville should win this game. Like Louisville in a, in a normal matchup, Louisville playing their C plus B minus game should beat Lipscomb. I agree. I mean, it, it's not in any normal year. We'd be looking at the team and being like, hey, just play an average game. You're going to win. This is not a normal year. This is not an average year, but this is not a great Lipscomb team. This, no. is, one, this is one of the – But they do – I mean, it's a bad – it's somewhat of a bad matchup because they do have the one big guy they can they can bang. Well, defensively, it's an issue for us because we've been so bad at communicating exactly, and locating guys. Yeah. And, and they do – I mean, they cut so Acuff well. has a reputation for a reason. He's a good offensive mind. It's a good offense. And much like the worry that we had going into the Bellarmine game – I think you carry that same sort of concern into this one. We've not been good at when it comes to communicating. We've got guys that get lost. We've got guys, that, like you said to your point, when they do get beat or they do lose their man, they just kind of grab and they're willing to pick up silly fouls. Like That's a concern. But offensively, this is not a team that should frustrate you into doing things that you don't want to do offensively. They don't have that size. They don't have that athleticism. And frankly, they just don't have that skill. They don't force turnovers. They're not going to make Louisville uncomfortable. Even Florida A&M, to their credit, they they got out, they pressed, they threw that little zone trap at you, they threw a little midcourt trap at you. They made us uncomfortable, and anybody who makes us slightly uncomfortable is going to reap the benefits of that. 
case in point, us turning the ball over 22 times against FAMU. Lipscomb is not, at least it has not, had that in their DNA this season. Like you said, they don't force a ton of turnovers despite playing at a relatively high pace. Like We should be able to get the shot that we want to get in half-court sets, and we should be able to get out and run a little bit and score in transition as well. If not, I mean, and we've seen against bad defensive teams, we've had games where we just don't score because we are very limited offensively. If it's more of a Florida A&M game like that where we're just not hitting shots and just making silly decisions and giving away unforced turnovers, yeah, we're up against it because Lipson's going to score. They're going to get points against us. If we do play more like we did against WKU and even if like against Florida State where we're assisting, getting good looks, knocking down open shots, I think this is a game that we should win. It's a matter of we've seen them do it one time for a full 40 minutes. We've played 10 games now. I, or we've played 11 games now. I want to believe that we can play a full 40 minutes and take advantage of the deficiencies of what should be and what is a less talented, smaller, less athletic opponent. But this team really hasn't earned that faith yet. Did we even, our second best game, is, did we play a whole half of good basketball at one point? Not really, no. I, I mean, so we, good we, half against Cincinnati. Yeah, it was mostly kind of more like a seven minutes or so. Pretty good half against Arkansas. That's kind of it. Like, because you're talking about playing full, good, having a good game of 40 minutes and, and, and the fact that we've got one, but I'm saying that's, that's why I'm starting like, well, who'd be the second game? Like, did we have one where we played like a good half or a good, good 30 minutes and fell short? I mean, we played a good half against Cincinnati. I feel confident in saying that. We played Lipscomb a, does come at you with nine guys, too. They've got nine. They've got they play nine, a lot of guys. They had nine guys that played 12 or more minutes. They've got six that played 20 more minutes. So, I mean, the, the fact that we're not going to use a lot of depth, and I don't expect us to. Another reason, maybe slow it down a little bit tonight. Yeah. I guess the counter is they're not a good transition defense team. Yeah, we're not a good transition offense. We're not, but we need to get cheap points. Like We we, we, we struggle to score in the half. Well, we struggle we struggle anywhere. I was going to say cheap. Find anywhere cheap, where you can score points. free, stolen. I don't care how we get points. Just Yeah, which is why I'm saying, hey, run if you can. If there's an open lane, right. get out there and score. Um, it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be – it, it could be interesting. I don't know. I'm the, I'm the, I think you you sound as nervous as I do. I'm not. I mean, I'm not confident. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm 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 on the fence. I know. want to believe. I w- I wish I was more confident. If they had come out on Saturday, I'm not saying they had to have played a perfect game, but if they had beaten Florida A&M by even like just you know 12 Double to 15 digits. and had been in control for the bulk of that game, there wasn't any tense moments late in the second half. Then I would have said, okay, two games in a row they've handled business. They didn't play as well as they did against WKU, but they beat an overmatched opponent almost as well as they should have. I feel like they should take care of a Lipscomb team that they're better than then, or that they should be better than. And that's not at all what happened on Saturday. They looked like the team that we've seen in every game besides WKU. Making bad decisions, taking bad shots. I mean, Look, if you've got – we have an 11-game sample size, and over 90% of that sample size is saying one thing. One game – Eight percent is saying another thing. At that point, like I have to kind of lean on the ninety-two percent if I'm trying to predict what I'm going to see in the next game. I don't want to, but I mean, don't be a trendy guy, dude. Come on, come come with the come put the minority and the rest of us. I'm Let's not turn the minority into a majority here. The eight percent, I want them to grow larger. I want them to have more of a voice, but I'm going to need to see it. If they come out and they take care of business, then you know we'll talk about what happens on Thursday night against uh, NC State on the road, which is another game where, on paper, Louisville's kind of up against it. But 
look, three-game winning streak, maybe that would lead to them having some more confidence. You want to win these three games because this is this is the last game on the schedule that is historically like a a bye game. This is one Even of those games. Underdogs at home. Exactly, but historically, <laughs> this is one of those games on paper where you're like. Yeah, the fan base isn't yeah. excited about it, but this is where you learn about your team. This is where some guys get better. This is where you get some confidence in your bench players. These are the types of games that we've enjoyed over the holidays because it's like, eh, I don't have to be all that nervous about it. Let's see how they play. Let's see how much they win by. I we'll, can, and I can watch it in the background while I do something exactly. else. Opposed to where and now this I'm... year it's totally different, but you still have that, I think, that mentality if you are this team that we are Louisville, they are Lipscomb, we should win this game. And if they lose it, it's a huge... I think mental hit to them as they go into the rivalry game against Kentucky and then just the heart of ACC play because this is the last one of those that you have that you look at on the schedule in a normal year and say, well, that's a win. Let's move on. Let's just talk about how they play. And if you lose it, it kind of undoes any of the positive building that had been done after the WKU and Florida A&M wins. So I, I really, really hope that they can win this game tonight just to have some confidence going into the, the quote-unquote real part of their season because if not it, it just seems like we're staring down you know two and 18 in the ACC or something like that and we may be anyway but winning getting a little bit of momentum at least feels like it gives you a chance to do something in the second half of the season plus more importantly I'm trailing three to two in my in the, in the wins bet versus scoots who by the way because of today should I get like a should I get some kind of teaser on this because he screwed up the show like yeah like I, I should I should win like 600 now and he can only still win five if it happens again, we need to work that into the bet. He's done it twice. It has. And he's been adamant both times that he did not do it. Well, no, this time, what was the text I got from him? He was pretty sure that this was not his fault. I don't know if he's listening or not right now. but Text in, Scoots, defend yourself. I said, uh, I said, did you mute the pod today? 99.8% sure it's up and unmuted. There it is again. It's that, point, that, that 0.02%. I always have that little sliver of doubt. Not looking good on your end. Bleep bleep. <laughs> oh, Scoots. Just turn it down, Scoots. That's all you got to do. You get two jobs. No, he, no, he, he just unmute it and leave it and pot it up. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Texas says the ESPN BPI has Lipscomb winning by fifty with a 54% chance. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not. I don't like that we're in this position that we're even talking about Lipscomb potentially winning this game when it's not like, like the Lipscomb team that we got pushed by Lipscomb in 2018. It was Chris Mack's first season, which was kind of funny. I went back and looked. Like, that center that they have it played in that game, played yeah. 12 minutes in that I game. Think a lot of these guys still played in that game, didn't they? Not a lot. Because he, he's a fifth-year senior. One of their guards has been around a while. Their guards played. have been around both the, the, their juniors and, and redshirt sophomores. Okay. They've been in the program for three years. But, like, that team was a much better team than this year's Lipscomb team. Um, the 2018 19 team, if you're wondering, like they ended up finishing, they were number 45 on Ken Palm. They went 29 and 8. They won the Atlantic Sun um, regular season title and then went all the way to the NIT championship game. So that was a good team that came in here and pushed us to the brink. We won by four. And now this is not a good Lipscomb team compared to the way that they've been for the last 15 years or so. And we are underdogs in this game. It's just, it's. It is what it is, I guess. I forget they had a guy named Eli Pepper. What a great name. Eli Pepper is a great name. It's that tribe there with Pepper Saltman. Texas, be quick, but don't hurry. John Wooden. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Texas, I, knew he, I knew he had something along those lines. We've gotten, I did I did mean to point this out earlier, and a texter now makes me aware of it. The 
this is what December. No, it's not you. Oh, okay, good. It's December, which means we're like three weeks away from the start of college baseball because it starts earlier than anybody ever anticipates. Or knows. And we know that there are 27 different college baseball polls, but one of them, uh, Collegiate Baseball, came out with their preseason top 25. Louisville number six. I would expect this to be the first of many top 10 rankings for this team. Yep. There's, it feels like this is kind of an Omaha or bust type season after getting back to the, the Super Regionals last year. Again, basketball may be tough on the men's side for these next few months, we brought about a but lot baseball of, is going to be good. We had, obviously, to go along with what I'm sure was a good recruiting class, we brought a lot of people back from last year. We did. Yeah. We did. We, we have a, we had a very the bulk young, of last year's team yeah. is back. I, I, that's what I thought. Last year was supposed to be a bridge year that was overachieved because Dan McDonald is, is a god amongst baseball. And, yeah, that's, this is the year. This is the year he wins the big one. I like that. That starts that, then that opens the floodgates to Brom coming in and winning a big one. Now, and then Danny Busboom gets back and they get over that final hump next, next, this time. Let next me year. ask you the question he now. A big Since one. We, we talked about this question last week with volleyball getting ready to play in the final four. Yeah. You've got volleyball. We, the texture pointed out how much they're bringing back from this year's team for next season. Good they're going to be very good again. Baseball, good. preseason top 10. Jeff Walls and the women's basketball team now starting to hit their stride a little bit. We know that they're not going anywhere in the national landscape. Jeff Brom's now with football. If I asked you, who's the first team sport besides men's basketball to win a national title, who do you go with in this very moment? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Walls. I think we do it this year. This year, really? Oh yeah. All right. I mean, the year that we kind of like maybe fell back under the radar with. Yeah, we're falling was, off a little bit this year. Yeah, I think that's the perfect time to to get that underdog swag back that we maybe lacked over the last couple of years as being the one of the big dogs. It's tough because volleyball has been closer than anybody now, and they're gonna like they're not going anywhere. Well, recently, I mean, yeah, women's have been as close as volleyball has. But I mean, like you know, now volleyball has played in a national title game. Yeah. First program to do that in 10 years. First, first, first team in the ACC to do it. And they've been back-to-back. Thank you. <laughs> they've been back-to-back Final Fours. I mean, that's something we'll never forget, right? I think I'm going with baseball, though. And I'm not. That's not me predicting this year. I'm just saying, big picture, they keep getting close. They keep, like, McDonald now is recruiting as well as he ever has. Yeah, but we've never gotten as close as volleyball and women's basketball has gotten. In, no, in they've of, been, the closest they've been is, is the third team, like yeah. the second to last team out. But struggled in Omaha a little bit, yeah. A little bit up until the last couple of times. Like, like, they've been better recently. And, you know, they were one game away from, you know, two games away, I guess, from beating Vandy and getting the championship series a couple of years ago, the last time they made it to Omaha. That's my pick. I, I think that they've, they're so consistent on the recruiting trail. They're so consistent in churning out top-tier talent. They're always going to be right there in the mix. I don't. I, you can make a case for a number of programs, but no, baseball is my pick. The right question now. is when when that all happens, and we do another year of the Cardinal. Do we bring in Tom Jackson or have you voiced it? Not me. Although I'd get the name like Jackson fumbled over a bunch of different names in that, in that special. I mean, it was kind of fitting, of course, the, the guide said it was about Stanford anyway. I don't want Tom Jackson to do it because nothing went well after that that year. Like, things things went horribly immediately Look, following that season. You ever had a chance, opportunity to interview Tom Jackson? Uh, my dad knew him. My dad was, like, friends with him. Knew him very well. Have your dad tell him to call me. I would. I have set up, tried to set up interviews with him over the last, like, 10 years, 20 times, and he's never come through. That's sad. More often than not, he just doesn't answer his phone. Texas says, with hindsight being 2020, KP should have done what Pat Ewing did in his first season at Georgetown and scheduled eight SWAC and MEAC teams to make the record look better against weaker competition. I don't know if we want to do anything that Pat Ewing has done. Well, he also won those games. We've 
we lost three games to very weak competition and damn near lost to one of the worst teams in college basketball. So I don't think that there's anything that Kenny Payne could have done to make this look better. Not playing in Maui would have helped, probably. <laughs> somebody just tweeted, I guess, earlier. Somebody was like, I'm trying to listen to the show, and it sounds like some guy three days away from lung cancer on here. Tonight. I told you. Everybody was talking about that guy's voice. But somebody replied, no, that's Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, do we really have a chance to win it all in volleyball without some elite seven-foot all-star? Yeah. With who? Oh, what? Texas, do we really have a chance to win it all in volleyball without some elite seven-foot all-star? Oh. Yeah, I mean, we, you don't have. And Kong's like six five. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty damn tall for a women's team. Yeah, I mean, we again, like, I mean, what, the fact was that Texas was the, better than us, sure, but, but we could have won that. And Texas didn't have a seven footer. They weren't like Wisconsin. With, Eggleston's like Anna DeBeer size. Yeah, I mean, the, the, maybe a little bit. Running into what we did Wisconsin with, you know, where they had like a WNBA front line is not going to happen. I mean, that's just a rarity. Yeah, I'm with you. Texter says, I can't. I'm not reading that. What's the over-under on those we get a day, you think? I mean, I, sometimes I, I skip them because I see them beforehand. So we, we get at least five or six a day. You say just, at least once or twice a day. But a lot of times I'll just like start without looking at it, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, the pause. So if you pause, I know it's my, you might as well be saying I can't read that. Yeah. Texas Mike, I sent this to you on Twitter this past weekend, but did you see Kenny Klein retweet the guy? I did see the, the Kenny Klein retweet. Um, I figured it had to have been Kenny struggling with social media, but still funny. Yeah, so Kenny Klein, <laughs> it was bad. It was it was an unfortunate look for Kenny. He ended up undoing the retweet. No, but there was a video from the, the UofL men's basketball um, Twitter account that was like Kenny Payne and company wishing the volleyball team best of luck in their national t- title match tonight. And it was like the whole team was together, and Kenny Payne's like the one talking. like It's like, good luck, ladies, and all this stuff. And the first response was like, now they're definitely not going to win or something like that. And Kenny Klein accidentally retweeted it. <laughs> I mean, he could just be having a sense of humor. No, I don't think that, that was happening. But uh, I, because a bunch of people pointed out, and I'm like, I, I guarantee he didn't mean to do that. And sure enough, like 15 minutes later, it, the un, the retweet was undone. But it was a, it was, it was a funny look for a split second. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll read some more texts at 502-414-1450. Getting ready for Louisville versus Lipscomb at six o'clock. Before we take a break, though, reminding you, First Bankers Trust, the place to go for all your financial needs. At First Bankers Trust, they work with every client individually to help them meet all of their financial goals, not just some of their financial goals, all of their financial goals. They offer a wide range of services. To find out more about those services, visit firstbankerstrust.com. Taking care of Atlantic Sun teams, killing it in the transfer portal, winning on National Signing Day, and making and doubling that money. It all starts with one word, folks. That word is trust. First Bankers Trust, firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment of the show is up next. Keep it locked right here on The Big X. Of a stretch for the, the the final three song, but okay. I told you, I didn't want to go three little birds because I felt like it's been a cliche. I've used it so many times. 
And like, I, I mean, it works technically. And I, I mean, I went, I, I went like deep into the the archives to pull out We Three by Soul Asylum. I like Soul Asylum. It was you on We Three Kings. I thought about it. But, eh, eh. I, yeah. I, I made a judgment call. Uh, final segment again is we get you ready for an early start time here, weeknight game at the KFCM Center. Louisville taking on Lipscomb, 6 o'clock tip-off. It is, folks, prepare yourselves. It is an ACC Network Extra game, which means if you're not <clears> sure <throat> if you're not sure exactly how to get that on your TV or your streaming service, the time to start trying to figure that out is right now. Yeah. Figure it out right now. ESPN app, it's a little wonky. may make you log out. may be tough to find the game. may not stream well on time. Get that all going right now because you want to hear the the sultry tones of both Kent Taylor and Jody Demling on the call tonight uh, on ACC Network Extra. If you want to hear the radio call, you can, of course, do so on your new home for Cardinal Athletics, our sister station, 970 WGTK, which I believe right now is already in the uh, the pregame show going on over there. But keep it locked right here because we have more things to say. I, I get it. An exhibition game, yeah, that's fine. Louisville should never have to, to just watch a game on streaming only. It's bad. In the regular season. I don't like it. I hate it. This, it's more of a slap in the face to Lipscomb than anything else. It, 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 to both of us, it's it slapped right across both our faces with 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 a with a with a with a glove. I mean, that's what it was. It was a, it's a, a glove duel. smack. Yeah, I don't take crap. I mean, this is ridiculous because ESPN's app is awful. It's as bad as their commentators. No offense. I mean, their, their talk show. People. It's not good. I mean, it's like listening to Booger McFarland break down football. It just makes you want to put your head to a wall. I mean, I just, I, it oh, irritates me the, the bleep out of me. Texas, if we win tonight, anime party at Daddy Trev's house. It's the anime guy. He's Where's back. the anime guy been? He's back. His first text in September. Well, anime guy. What's what's the anime? Where are you going? He's probably living at your house. Upstairs to take a bath. You ever heard this song? Have an anime party. Anime with legs like toothpicks and a neck like a giraffe. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anime stepped in the bathtub. Anime pulled out the plug. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my soul. There goes anime down that hole. Anime. Anime. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Because she, she went down the drain. <laughs> we, we did have different childhoods. My grandmother just sang that song to me all the time. Anime guy, anime guy says, I've been working. <laughs> I've been working. You've been working on what? Animation? Probably. What's an anime? He's an illustrator. <laughs> uh, we have not brought this up, and Texter does bring up the fact that uh, have we talked about the, the beef between Master P and Lil Romeo? What impact do you think this may have on Hersey's play on the court? So there is there's beef between Master P and his oldest son, uh, Lil Romeo. Lil Romeo is accusing Master P of keeping the money that Romeo made when he was underage and making music on his dad's re- record label. They've been going at it back and forth on social media. Uh, have not heard Hersey Miller's thoughts on any of this, but I think he comes out and he plays with the passion tonight. I think he wants to he wants to get the Miller family, the attention of the family, back on the positive, which is on-court production, and he's going to look. He's going he's gonna to use this motivation. He's going to come out, I don't know, career high tonight against Lipscomb. It's a Hersey Miller game. I feel it. I hope you're right. I feel more of a, a solid uh, Fabio game myself, but I'm thinking. I know he didn't play as well as he did in the Western Kentucky game, but wasn't great. No, but I'm thinking six points, four assists, two, three turnovers. I'd take that. I would take an heartbeat. I would take an heartbeat. Texas, what video game made TK the angriest? <laughs> like, because I'm frustrated with it. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Because you're not the biggest video gaming guy in the world. Well, I played a lot more as a kid, like different games. Track and field was annoying. Track and field was annoying for everybody. Like It, it never worked. 
the only time I was any good at it is that I had to get the um, the big pad with the joystick to use that. I would, I would when I'd play it with that with that with that uh, controller, I would do better with it. But it was like the arm wrestling would always aggravate me because uh, you're basically slamming the button. Um, going for the the top of the pole leap on Mario at the end of a board was always was always annoying. Were you a big like turn the game off kid? No, I was more slam, control slam the controller down, yeah. slam the, the box and let the game pop up type of uh, anger. Yeah, I, the, I, 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 I prevented many of what should have been losses in Tecmo Bowl by turning it off and turning it back on. I was that kid, yeah. I guess you being a big throw stuff kid. Oh, oh yeah, huge. Does not shock me. No, I was an only child. I was grew up spoiled. What can I say? Texas says. Yeah, I recognize it. I understand it. Can we remind fans not to drag players on Twitter if they flip on National Signing Day? Now more than ever, it's important not to do so in case the players end up transferring. It's a fair point. I don't care if they're flipping or not, or if they're just you should being, never just don't just don't should never players. do it. Yeah. Nothing good comes out of now, it. But especially now, when players are in the transfer portal more than ever, who's to say DeAndre Moore, if he does sign with Texas tomorrow, isn't available two years from now? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to come to Louisville if you know Ellen Go Cards two four seven. Called him a terrible name two years ago. Now, do you abide by, like, you should never tag the player. That's no. I don't care what your reasoning is. But what about but not tagging, but saying their name with a negative twist? That okay? Like on social media? Yeah, of course. Like, say I'm mad at Ruben Owens. Like, how Ruben Owens is a bum for flipping. Okay. I don't tag him. I just write the name Ruben Owens. It's better. I mean, I think you can say like I, I think you should. I think that should be allowed because if that's the case and they're only finding it, they're really searching their names. I think bum's Nothing. a little bit extreme. I think you can say like maybe I think he's making a mistake. I thought that was me cleaning it up. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean, because he's clearly not a bum. He's clearly awesome. He's just not going to school that you don't that you want him to go to. I mean, the, the, the word, I think you're, you're you're nitpicking on the wrong thing here. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it at all. But I mean, you you, it's you certainly never say anything negative players. about a recruit or, or anything on there without tagging him. No. Okay. I mean, I don't think I have either because I don't really follow recruiting enough to care. But I have said I have been negative towards players, but I won't tag them. I think I said something about like when Petrino was rumored to be the Texas A&M uh, offensive coordinator a couple weeks ago. I was like, maybe Ruben's, Ruben's rethinking the the run first offense down there or something like that. But that was about it. Like it, it wasn't like I think he's making a mistake because you know, like recruits. I don't think has there ever been a recruit in the history of the world. That has seen somebody from a jilted fan base come out and say, "Hey, you suck," and been like, "Well, I'm changing my mind now. I'm going back to your program. You were right. Like it, it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't well, do anything." It's like arguing with an official. <laughs> you never have you ever seen an official go, "You know what? You're right, coach. He did charge." But well, sometimes like, that can get you like better calls in the future. Possibly, like, maybe they'll be better recruits. There's something to be said for working <laughs> with the officials for sure. Text says, "Please stop singing, Trevor. My God." Oh come on, that song was good. Texas says, you shouldn't do it anyway, but the players couldn't care less about what the fans say. Kentucky said horrible things about Wandell when he went to Nebraska. I, I think it's a player-to-player thing. I mean, you see a lot of times, I, I don't think the players don't care less. A lot of the times they do care, and they'll they'll make it known, especially when the stuff is gets real vile. Texas will the game be blacked out on the app? No, should be available on the app. But make sure. Again, start right now. Tip-off is in 18 minutes. It might take 18 minutes to get that bad boy fired up, even if everything goes well. The app is fickle. It's strange. Start planning ahead. Texture says, uh, what about tagging for positive reasons, like shouting out a good game, good play at Sid, L, etc.? I guess. I mean. It's weird because, like, 
Like, like I said, I'm just not big at tagging the player for any reason. For Same. Me. I mean, I, if you want to say Ellis's name and not tag him, I really don't have a problem with it, positive or negative. But, yeah, you shouldn't be I, – I, I don't have any purpose to tag him. Yeah, there's him. always been the longstanding rule of, like, never tweet at recruits, right? Like, you know, you're not supposed to do that. But then you get people who are in recruiting. Like, I'll have coaches who are like, it makes a difference. When the players are tweeting positive things, when the fans are tweeting positive things to recruits, like it really helps us out. And so, like, it's something that like I'm never going to do. But also, like, I, I feel like I can't tell fans not to when coaches are like, it actually helps us out when you tweet positive stuff to these 17, 18 year old kids about the program. But as far as like negative stuff, like, I don't understand the point of it's why would you just want to make somebody feel bad for no reason? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But I guess that's kind of an like you can take that to. The internet broadly, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't just point blank be, but yeah. When you're talking about recruits, I'm, I guess I'm just trying, I'm trying to decipher to, between recruits and current players. Like if I wasn't happy with JJ Trainer the way he played in the early part of the season, and I was, you know, I'll say it on the air, and he's improved, and I'm happy for that. But like, you there's know, no point in tweeting at him. Like, hey man, just so you know, yeah. But if I, tweet, I think you're playing, but poorly. if I'm watching the game and I tweet, you know, JJ Trainer looks like he's three steps behind right now, and like I won't tag him, but I would, I would, I would, I could see, I could tweet that and. I did stuff wants, like that. If he before. wants to go search his name and find it, then that's then that's what he wants. That's listen. Nothing good comes from what happens after three a.m. and what happens when you search your name on social media. I do always try to be careful because you know, I mean sometimes you can't like I tweeted out during the the Fenway Bowl. I was like, Brock, there's a wide open guy right in front of you, and that's you know that, that's a critical tweet. But it was something that I'm seeing. I'm reacting in in the game. But I have had times where I've tweeted something out and I have found out that it's gotten back to the player. And, you know, they're unhappy about it. Like, the one recently, I mean, sometimes you can't avoid it. Like, sometimes I'm making an obvious joke, and that's a big part of my job is, like, try to cover the team in, like, a, a fan fashion where I'm making jokes. And be, but it was, you know, Lance Thomas had this thing where when he was here, I think he only played his freshman season, he always, like, committed three fouls per minute when he would get in at the end of games and, like, <laughs> air balls, uh, whatever shot he would take. And one time I tweeted out, I was like, Lance Thomas uh, is here to do two things, commit five fouls and airball shots, and he's almost out of fouls. Like the, the, the quote from Days and Confused. <laughs> and I, I found out that it got back to Lance Thomas, and he was very unhappy about it. And, you know, feel, and I was like, I, I did feel kind of bad about it. It's a, it's a joke at kind of a kid's expense. But at, sometimes, at some point you have to be like, I'm, I'm covering the team. Like I can't pretend like these things aren't happening, but they're sh- – I, I do try to avoid it when at all possible. You know, that wasn't the original. The, the Days of Confused actually took that from another movie. What movie was it? From They Live, Roddy Piper. Did not know that. He walks in the bank. He says, I'm here to do two things, chew gum and kick butt. And I'm all out of gum. Oh. And that movie it. came out in 87, I believe. So, Texas Mike, what's Jeff Brom's favorite anime? Flood the message boards. <laughs> I couldn't name any anime. Does Pokemon count? Pokemon. What's uh, the Naruto one? I know what? that one just because that was a Dang Adele's celebration. I was thinking of the one in Super Troopers. <laughs> Johnny Chimpo. Oh, Johnny Chimpo. Johnny Chimpo, yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's the most extent. I've never. I don't I, know anything about anime. It's bad. I, I'm not, I, I, I'm, it's a complete no blind spot for me. I, I know nothing about anime. I've just, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, if you enjoy it, that's fine. Whatever your cup of tea, I don't care. I mean, it just, I've never grasped. Like I've got a buddy that likes it and watches it, and I'm like, I just, it, I don't, I don't get it, man. I just don't. I'm sorry. I'm the same. Texas says, um, Roush in a Santa hat. I've never seen someone with less ears. <laughs> For some reason, when Roush takes pictures, you, he looks like he has no ears. 
Is that a thing? It is. It's weird. Like you ever go look at a picture of Roush? Like when he does selfie pictures, almost it always looks like he has no ears. <laughs> I've not noticed that. <laughs> it's like it's like just like a egg shaped head because he's no he's bald too and there's no ears. It's kind of creepy looking if you think about it. Texas says, uh, I, I joined late, so sorry if you addressed this, but Nick Coffey's being moved to the, your same three to six slot. Mike, I promise to ride or die with you every afternoon so long as Trevor eats a salad, the whole salad and nothing but the salad, so help him God. I didn't know that. Um, my advice to you is go check out the podcast. <laughs> Congrats to Nick. Yeah, I, I guess. I assume that that's I a congratulatory. That. No, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I learned about it a little while back, yeah. it's. I just don't like it because I hate going. I like I like, I like Nick's show. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I don't want to. It's odd because we have like I mean who's I don't know who's doing morning over there but we have like we have like sixteen afternoon shows now and I feel like like two, two shows at the other times of day. Uh, I'll tell you off there who's going to do the morning show. Okay. I pre- Why didn't you let me in on any, any of the radio scoop? You know I'm out of the loop. Clearly, honestly, I thought you already knew. Oh no, I know nothing about what like, happens you, at radio you stations. Know, like usually, you're the one that's ahead of it. I didn't feel bad to, like that time when I found out about the little slugger field through uh, through Nick. On the broadcast, and you were like, "I didn't know that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about." When they when they were going to use it for Louisville Live, oh yeah, and I heard about the night before, and I, I almost texted you about it, but I thought he probably already knows. I know nothing about like radio scuttle in this. I guess I don't listen to I don't listen to sports radio outside of the show. Well, I, like, I, like, I just don't know it. I like to hang out in the break room, and smoke cigarettes, and kind of listen to the gossip by the water cooler. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> Texas, it's time to admit that L's down looks way cooler than L's up. And make it part of UVL traditions. Go cards. You just got L'd. No, L's down doesn't. I think they look equally the same. I don't think one looks cooler than the other. My problem is always remember to put the right hand up with the L. I was just looking. Turn the, yeah, turn the, the yeah, left hand I, inward. I'm always forget. I'm always going like with my right hand, and I can't. That that's like a dyslexic yeah. L. Yeah, yeah I, I hear you. Texas, are we in the mix for any good transfers on the offensive side of the ball in football? I'm sure we are. I would like to think we're in talking with some receivers and quarterbacks and maybe some linemen. I can't imagine too many running backs being involved, but I'm sure there might be one or two. Yeah, I can't. I, I've got no names there, not on the inside there. Uh, apparently just like the same with Radio Scuttlebud. But you know, the Sam Hartman rumors are out there. I can't tell you whether or not those are legitimate or if it's just a, a message board thing. But I'm assuming Jeff Brom, being as effective as he was in the first week on the job with the defensive players in the portal – is in on some of the offensive players as well. Texas says, uh, "Go Panthers!" But real question: What's your record prediction for Brahms first? We can't. Come on, guys. We don't. Even, we. I want to find out what the roster looks like before we start doing record prediction stuff. He, the Lions play the Panthers this weekend. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I mean, I'll just go out and say eight wins. I want to go to a bowl game. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's the low bar. I want to beat Kentucky. I'd like. I mean, we all want it. I, I want to go twelve and zero. Yeah. But as far as like realistic goals, I want to wait and see what the roster looks like before we start talking about that. In order, what you would pick most most desirable: nine wins, beat Kentucky, win a bowl game. Nine wins. Are you assuming because if you're winning nine games, you're probably beating Kentucky? Not necessarily, okay. but I think that, I mean it's it's certainly a strong possibility. Right. When we have we have Notre Dame on the schedule next year, Clemson's going to be good again. If you're winning nine this games, be a question mark next year. Well, like I said, I've they told lose. you they're going to be good. They're never going to be elite again. That's over. I, I made that announcement a year and a half ago. What if we get DJ Ugi? Well, he's not coming here. That's true. He's going out to West. He's got like USC or something. Probably. probably. 
Texas ESPN now shows Lipscomb as a one-point favorite. Yeah, that's I saw that earlier today. I think that that they they've been favored at most books all day long, which wow, is e- kind of sad. EMU making the comeback. What do we have here in the Potato Bowl? It's EMU thirty to thirteen. That scored twenty-eight nothing. Was were they the one that was behind thirteen? Yeah, it was thirteen to two. Oh, they just drilled that guy on the punt. That's a bad move. I like the Potato mascot. They show him in the crowd sometimes directing the band. It's a fun bowl game. Oh yeah, we don't play Clemson next year. Thank you, text line. So that's not a problem. You know I don't like that. I wish I want to play Clemson. Nine games. Now I definitely want to play Clemson because we're going to be good eventually. Well, we play them in two years. Hopefully we'll be better in two years than we are next year. We will. Don't worry. Texas, if we beat Kentucky, can one of you watch an episode of a recommended anime? In basketball? (laughs) Yeah. If we beat beat uh, Kentucky in basketball in 11 days, I'll, I'll have an anime marathon. I'll watch six hours of anime porn. I mean, you prefer anime porn probably over no, regular anime. Cartoon porn's weird to me. I've never watched it. I, I hate when you I don't see, think I've seen it. When you see those ads, I seen it sometimes on the side. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's weird, and it's weird. It's creepy. I, I don't, I don't know. No, I'm sorry. I, there's, there's very few places I draw the line with my perversion, and that's one of them. I'm with you there. Texas says this is all uh, Super Troopers wasn't anime; it was Af- Afghanistan animation. That's right, <laughs> that's, it's Afghanistan animation. It's kind of like a ripoff of it or something. Also, Dragon Ball Z. I have heard of Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah, I should I should have known that one. Yeah. Gundam Wing. I've never heard of that. I'm never sorry. Heard of that. This is all old school tsunami. I've heard of Dragon Ball Z. I have. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z was very popular. Yes. But I don't know. I don't know like anything about it though. Like was Pokemon? Pokemon was like, was that a card game before it was a show or was it vice versa? No idea. But I'm I'm familiar with Pokemon. Yeah, Dragon I know Ball Pikachu. Z, I should remember because Say's oldest was when he was he was a, when that was popular. He was at that age. He had the toys everywhere, and yeah, was what Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. It was like that mid two thousands popularity when he was like five or six. So he was all into that. Via multiple recruiting sources out there, four star Dalen Austin, cornerback ranked in the top one seventy overall, who's currently committed to LSU, is as we speak right now on a visit to U of L. That's cool. Money. Dalen uh, Austin. Checkmate. Guess where he's from? Austin. California. Oh. <laughs> the pipeline continues. Callie Jeff. Callie J- Brompton just doing what he's doing. Callie got hit with an earthquake last night. He is a four-star player. He's the number 10 cornerback overall in this class. He's the number 109 overall player in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. And, yes, he is a commit right now to LSU. corner with a C, right? Corner. Correct. CB. 6'1", 180 from Long Beach Poly in Long Beach, California. Uh, still viewed as a solid, according to most people, commit to LSU. But speaks volumes that he's on campus visiting. So we take him. He's from, he's from Long Beach? He means, he means he's tough. No one recruits Cali like the Ville. Nobody. That's how we do. Cali to the Ville. Um, Cali Ville. What is everybody saying here? What do we do? What I say? No, it's not. it's not you. Oh. I love how every time that something like that happens, you just assume that it's somebody That's upset it's... with you. <laughs> Usually it is. <laughs> Not the case here. Not the case here. Usually like, they're like, I'm mad I said something dumb. I didn't realize I said something dumb. Uh, Austin apparently over the weekend was here, not not here right now. Okay. So that's good. Sorry, 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 Jesus Jones. Sorry. Uh, Texture says there's anime based on the sports based. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about anime. I'm sorry. Like, got, like when even when South Park did their anime episode, I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, no, no, thank you. I've got no answers for you yeah. when it comes to anime. Texas, going back to Christmas movies, Debbie Does Christmas is an amazing Christmas movie. The life lessons and cinematography are tremendous. She I'll, did Christmas? Take your word for it. I didn't know. I didn't know. Didn't she know she had energy after Dallas was done? I did, I did not know either. Uh, Texas, I'm not into anime, but Avatar, the last Airbender TV show, is very good. Is it, 
is it, does it pull? Is it like a confession to tell you I've never seen Avatar? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I saw Avatar. I just, it does. It doesn't. Do, I mean, I liked it, but it was. It I wasn't mean, like earth shattering for me. Kind of dumb, and it's like supposed to be like four hours long, and it just I don't know. No, nothing about it makes me go. I want to watch that movie. The new one, you mean, or the old the, one? The old one. The new one is the same thing. I'm like, I don't we could care less. I liked the new, the old one. I saw it in the theaters. It wasn't one that had like rewatchability for me. Like I saw it in the theater. I'm like, it was cool. It was a fun experience. I'd be fine if I never saw it again. And I kind of feel like it's probably the same way with I mean, the new why one. Why was it a fun experience? Was the plot good? Like the, is it a good movie or is it just because of the special? The effect? plot was basically the same as that. What was that movie that we watched in the kid, the Rainforest movie? It was like a Disney movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the, it. Yeah, I know you're talking about the, not the Down Under, but uh, yeah, I know I know what you're talking about, though. Because um, that's got the scene that if you watch it in slow motion when they're going past the building, frame by frame, there's a naked woman in the window. Okay. <laughs> These are things I learned when you didn't have the internet growing up and you were like, you know, pervert. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't remember. knows what I'm talking about. I'm, it's driving me crazy now that I can't remember the name of the movie. I saw it in theaters. I was a kid. He's the one told me about it. <laughs> Ferngully is the, yeah, is the Fern movie. Yeah, Ferngully. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the movie that apparently everybody said. But I liked it. It, it was fine. And the, I, I really have no strong desire to see the other one. I've watched Ferngully and I haven't watched it since. So I guess it's a great comparison. There you go. We've got, by the way, on our network, I know everybody's getting ready for Louisville versus Lipscomb, but if you keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X after we're off the air, we've got uh, Indiana basketball. They're also tipping off at 6 o'clock. They're taking on, or 7 o'clock, I should say. Yeah. They're taking on Elon. You can catch that on the Big Ten Network or listen so to it right here. Twitter, so stay on here and root for IU. That's right. Just Yeah, just, <laughs> just keep it locked right here on The Big X. But if you want to flip over to our sister station, 970 WGTK, they will have all the action for Louisville Lipscomb, which is tipping off here in about four minutes. We'll also, have Bellarmine ladies on the uh, over on WFAI. Is it FM? FM and AM. FM, FM and AM. AM from Gary. Wow! In stereo. The ladies are coming at you like the cars in stereo, baby. So before we get out of here, Louisville Lipscomb six o'clock tip off. Just about to get underway from the KFCM Center. TK prediction for tonight. What do you got? Oh man, this is I. I think we're on the same page I here. Know. I don't I, like it. I, I'm gonna be a, a Debbie Downer just for the reverse psychology of things because I am on the fence. Like, I feel like this game is going to be like a, like a one, two point game. I'm going to say, you know what? Screw Debbie Downer. I'm a Mr. Positive. Slap that butt. All Slap right. it hard, baby. All right. Smack it. Uh, I'm going to say Louisville by three. I should have let you pick second because I think we're going to get beat. Want to be wrong? Yeah, you should let me. Yeah. I know. I thought. Well, I thought we were both going to pick the same thing. I, I, I want to be, I'm just trying to be Mr. Positive now. Even I like though that. I'm, you're doing the great radio thing where it's like I don't really think this is going to happen, but if it now if, it, if we win, I'm the I'm the good guy either way. If we win, I called it correctly, and if we lose, for the record, that I, I really thought we were going to lose. That anyway. philosophy works in every part of life. It does. Yeah. You go up to a lady at the bar, like I didn't expect her to go home with me, but, but I'm going to go. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the good guy either way. Um, I would love to be wrong. Would love to celebrate a three game winning streak, but just Saturday, just just I thought they were going to come out with more fire after finally winning, and it didn't happen. Uh, Lipscomb's not a great team. We should win this game tonight. We should win this game tonight. I would have to see it to believe it. Here's hoping I'm wrong. Go Cards. Beat Lipscomb. Regardless of what happens, we're back Down on the air Lipscomb. tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Enjoy your Tuesday evenings. Go Cards. Beat the Bisons. Lipscomb doesn't like old people and dogs. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. Well, I can't help but be scared of it all sometimes And the rain's gonna wash
That's the way I believe it. 